Hey, I'm Clayton, and this is Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies. We are two queer men who love movies, love talking about movies, and started a podcast. Um, tonight's going to be a little weird for me because Sean is not here, um, but I will do my best. I am talking Schmigadoon, as we all know, one of my favorite shows, with uh, Broadway by Ghostlight from YouTube. Mark Bonani, uh, the biggest super fan I know. <laughs> I, I am a pretty big Schmiga nerd. Uh, that is for sure. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. Like, Oh, I'm so excited to be I here. I need to talk Schmigadoon as much as possible. I, as much as people put up with it. If there's one thing I can do is talk <laughs> some Schmigadoon. I love it. So uh, how did you get into this show? Were you, is it always on your radar? Were you like watching it the day it dropped? So when I... This was uh, during the pandemic, obviously, and I just started my YouTube channel uh, not too long. Or was it a year? I don't know. Time makes no sense anymore. No. But I I'm stopped trying... in 2020. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's like the blip in the Marvel world if you're into the Marvel movies. Anyway. I um, have watched them. I'm not like a huge uh, super oh, see, fan, but I, I do like keep up on them. I'm like the nerdest nerd about the Marvel movies. <laughs> I, that's another subject I could talk about forever. Um. So I was trying new things out on the channel and I was trying like trailer reactions. And one of the reactions was to the Schmigadoon trailer that came out. And I thought, oh, this might be fun. And speaking of Marvel, I, like I said, I'm a huge Marvel nerd. And mm -hmm. my favorite things to watch on YouTube are like trailer breakdowns and episode breakdowns and movie breakdowns. Like there's this. Uh, Same. <laughs> yeah. So it's like new rock stars. I don't know if you've ever heard of new rock stars, but they're like the old standard of Marvel and Star Wars and all those kind of breakdowns. Ah, uh, that's why I haven't. I generally don't watch breakdowns on those. I watch it and I'm like, all right. Well, there you and go. And if I need to, if I need to know background, I just like have 50 nerdy friends to be like, hey, exactly. Uh, I'm what's one the of significance friends. of this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but I love, I love those kind of Easter egg breakdowns. And so, when the show came out, I thought, oh, you know, this might be fun to take a look. And I uh, naively messaged uh, Cinco Paul on Twitter, the creator, mm -hmm. and was like, hey. You know, I was thinking of doing like a little Easter egg breakdown. Is there going to be any kind of little inside jokes to musicals? And he very kindly responded. <laughs> if we only knew. <laughs> yeah. He very kindly responded. He's like, yeah, yeah, there, there's a couple things like that in it. Here, that here and like there. a good idea for a video. So I sort of committed to doing these Easter egg breakdowns and, uh, and think, and then, and then to, uh, to my surprise, big surprise and, uh, I'm so lucky that I ended up absolutely falling in love with the show uh, after the fact. Um, and it's it's legitimately one of my favorite pieces of musical theater of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I would go so far, honestly, like 100% bottom of my soul, honestly. This is possibly my favorite um, musical now because it incorporates all of them. Like everything I love about musicals, Schmigadoon's right? got like, it. It's a it's a musical theater poo poo platter. Yeah. It's uh it's yeah a hundred percent agree. So yeah so uh I got it and then we did season one and that went well and then I I honestly wasn't sure if the fad had passed and season two was gonna bomb and no one would watch my videos but uh, they ended up doing even better than season one so uh, hopefully that means good things for season three knock on wood. I know every single day I'm just like. Uh, well, the is strike it going to be is good not... news? Is it going to be bad news? And yeah. you know, the strike going on. The strike and, I mean... is not 
I Good still have us. like PTSD from the one in like 2007 or whatever. It was. I know, I <laughs> and know. All the fallout from that. So I'm just like, yeah. Uh, the timing of it, you know, is somewhat okay because it's you know right when a season ended, so it's not like they were like, yeah, in the process of something and it's really like delaying things. It's like you know, if if a strike's gonna happen, it's a nice time for it. Yeah, hopefully it'll get resolved soon. Yeah. We'll see. Pay the writers. Pay the writing the is writers. phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, like, you think an AI can write Schmigadoon? Like, there's no way. Show me an AI that can come up with the line. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the lines. Like, <laughs> once I took a letter up in Munich, I made my fire, fire bell look like a eunuch. I mean, a computer could never do that. I'm sorry. Once I, once I uh, wooed a Swede named Bjorn, who got who has made bring tea each morn, and when horny B- and sorry, and then <laughs> horny Bjorn, he loves servant porn, and poof went my plan. I mean, that is just genius. I feel like Cole Porter himself would like shake Cinco's hand and be like, "Good job." Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and 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 the cast and crew have turned out to be some of the sweetest and nicest and most generous people. Uh, they seem to all love the show as much as we do, uh, which is really special. And I feel like you can really feel that. Yeah, through it comes the screen. Through. Yeah, uh, it's the closest thing I think uh, to the feeling of a live show when I watch Megadoon. You know, yeah, 100%. in terms of energy and and uh, that other so sort of otherworldly juju that uh, you get from a live performance. Yeah, there's definitely a magic there that you don't always yeah. see in filmed musical theater. Yeah. So um, before I get into nitty gritty on this, do you have a favorite song from each season? Ooh, that's a really hard question. Tough question. I'm so sorry <laughs> for springing it on you. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, like, I could, you know, I'm sure my answer would change at any moment, depending on when you ask. I think for season one, I think With All of Your Heart is probably my favorite. Um, it is really good. I mean, it, that combined with the visual, I mean, com- like the, the visual number, the dancing, the how Ariana absolutely kills it. Um and then, like, on paper, I mean, it's great in the show, too, but I think on paper I also love uh, Always, Always, Never Get My Man. Uh, that one's a, my personal favorite. Yeah, um, there you go. From season one, uh, hands down. Like, But Kiss Me Kate's also one of my favorite old school shows, so it's, I mean, it's mm. one of my, it's just, it's chef's kiss. Um, my biggest shout out to season one as a whole are Jane Krakowski's line delivery of, of course I'm a Nazi. <laughs> um closely closely followed by dove cameron crossing herself during uh enjoy the ride part two (laughs) that whole sequence is just everyone's like oh you know it's so much season two is so much sexier and i'm like go back and watch season one again season one is so naughty yeah i mean they actually have sex and i mean she has sex with tofer uh, not tofer <laughs> with danny <laughs> Basically, bailey yeah. uh <laughs> Bate. in it yeah ye honk ye honk indeed oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's um, it's uh it's just as uh saucy as season two yeah um that was one of the things that made me fall in love with it when the first episode dropped and i don't remember how it came across my radar 
Um, I'm really glad it did, though, because I, f- I feel like Apple has a hard time promoting their shows. Like, I don't yes. see the marketing as much. Especially um, so enough for Schmigadoon. Yeah. If you're Ted Lasso, like, you get some publicity. Yes, but... Ted Lasso, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's a massive, massive hit. But yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, I watched some, some of, of that. And what I saw was really entertaining because I just love Juno Temple and um, mm. Hannah Waddington. Um, but also, I'm just like, sports, I don't understand this. <laughs> 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 but when I was watching that first episode, because re- like, the hook of the show was enough for me. Like, <laughs> all right, they're going to have to live in a 50s musical. Like, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. in. I'm so in. <laughs> but when they first got there, you know, like five, ten minutes in, and they're singing, you know, the title song, Schmigadoon. And <laughs> the dancers, like, do this really, um, oh, I wish I knew dance terms. It's going to be so great talking to Chris Catelli <laughs> and trying to, like, describe what I'm talking about. Um, but when the female dancers are, like, upside down with their legs in the air. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and, like, yes. at the very end of it, you know, they're, like, have them they're up and they're just, the like, shaking up. them yep. like cane cane dancers, basically. Yep. And I'm just, like seeing that in the context of a golden age musical is so funny i was just like oh this is dirty and then you know a little bit later you've got corn pudding and right? there's the you know if you want my pudding off to marry me with like the flash of the skirts i'm just like oh my god did they really just do that it's so great and it's so dead on with you know how musicals were you know cutting edge at the time uh, you know mm-hmm. certainly more than some of the films uh but yeah it's it's just all it's so great, and it never, you know, people often describe the songs as parodies, which I don't think that's the most apt term for what Shmigadoon yeah. does. I feel like in some of season two, that's a more apt description for certain numbers than Yeah, I mean, I think others. it's, yeah, very more direct but I would homages. more say, like, loving homage <laughs> Yeah, homage than parody. or pastiche. But yeah, parody just seems to be like they're making fun of it, and I never feel like they're making fun of it. Oh, no, you can tell they love this material. Yeah, yeah. It's um, just so good. So, uh, I'm gonna like run through these after, but following up on a favorite song from season one. Oh, God. do you have a favorite from season two? <laughs> That's so hard. Well, the one I play probably most often is "Over and Done," mm-hmm. uh, Ariana's song. It, but it's it's a little out of left field. That song. It seems a little detached uh, yeah um so i watched this series i watch a lot of tv with one of my exes we're like family now and so if i'm watching a tv show uh i'm very big on being in control of the remote remote control uh very big (laughs) Uh deal to me and so if i'm watching a tv show and we're hanging out and it's on like he just has to deal with it and so he's not into musicals and Mm. but when we got to that number he was like Oh, they're doing Dream Girls, and I was so proud. And <laughs> <laughs> then after she finished singing, he was like, "That is the best song in this entire series." It it's really a, just a mind blowingly good song. It really is. So and it's really weird watching season two. Like by head and shoulders, "Talk to Daddy" was my favorite number. Watching the series, uh, that is but another way up there. Listening to it, I found out. And this was something that I was just kind of like, oh, that's nice. But I didn't, like, think much about it in the show. But, like, listening to the soundtrack, Bustin' Out is what I yes. get stuck on. 
Bust and Alley is such a banger. <laughs> it really is. It is like low key the one of the best songs in the series. It's the tight harmonies, and I feel like Cecily's vocal quality sounds so perfect in that milieu of like mm-hmm. uh, you know doo-woppy Andrew Sisters type uh, sound, even though they're referencing Company. Uh, it's yeah, and the choreography is so much fun. And they intersect, they intercut it with like the very mm. uh, Chicago overture, hot yeah. rag music. It's yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, the other thing I really love about Schmigadoon, which again, just gonna be all over the place. I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like always can, all over the place. So. You know, you're very familiar with this material, so it's you'll be fine. Um, ever since Chicago, the film mm-hmm. came out, musicals have so many quick cuts and you can't see the numbers and what the dancers and stuff are actually like doing and the hard work they do. Cause it's like, Oh, you know, there's like three second cuts everywhere. Mm-hmm. And especially season one, it's like, no, we're getting like a long take. You're seeing what the dancers are doing, this big choreographed number and you can see it. And yeah. it's like, you don't even think about how much you've missed it until it's on screen. And you're like, Holy shit. That's what this was like absolutely absolutely and i feel like that's part of the brilliance of the show they not only is the the songs and the sort of characters sort of reminiscent of these 40s and 50s musicals for season one but the filming style the everything about it the opening title sequence with the actual i mean those are real cards uh which the schmigadoon logo and the all that those are real cards that were filmed just like they would have done in the oh, 40s really? and 50s. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinco Paul has one, uh, has them all. He's got, Cinco Paul keeps, like, everything from that show. He's got a I storage unit so. somewhere. This prop that... department is insane. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have, I have been given some some fun props from the show, and the oh, level so of lucky. detail is... Give me your connections. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Hold now. I know, right? Mm. Uh, it's... Yeah, the level of detail is absolutely insane. And then with season two, I really got to know... With season one, I really... I mean, I communicated with Cinco. Uh, he was very generous with his time. But, like, uh, Jaime, Camille uh, was really sweet and a fan of the channel. And Anne Harada. So, like, those were sort Anne. of my... She's so sweet. Oh, I'm going to see her. She's doing a production of Beating the Beast in St. Louis. Yes. And um, so uh, we're in Indiana. So, I mean, it's a little bit of a drive, but it's, like, doable. So, we're actually going to go out and actually, like, meet her in person. So, I was like, oh, my God. I can't Aww. even, like, the Teenage Avenue Q fan inside of me is like, holy shit. Yes. I just realized, like, today before we were recording when I was just, like, listening through and I got to one of her songs. And I was like, oh, my God. That's three weeks from today. In three weeks, is... I'm going to be, like, meeting in Harada. I'm what so jealous. And she is one of the sweetest, most, like, down-to-earth, chill people in the world. I absolutely adore her. Oh, Yeah. Uh, but so those were like, I didn't have very many, that was only connections, quote unquote connections I had for season one. I was pretty much on my own. Season two, I also was more established on like Instagram and social mm. media when I really wasn't for season one. I'm old and uh, <laughs> behind the <laughs> times. Um, but like I, I got to know a lot of the the crew members, the makeup department, uh, some of the, the photography departments. Uh, of course, lots of the dancers and the kids and their parents in the show and Chris and different people. So the things they've shared with me, and I've been lucky enough to share in the videos as well. I mean, like close-ups of props that 
aren't even visible on the show itself. I mean, I found yeah. some crazy things. I, I have zoomed eaten and... that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I mean, I couldn't. It all started with that record. I'm going to jump around too. That Aloysius Men Love Orchestra record. That's mm -hmm. that. Um, I almost called her Sally. That uh, Jenny plays. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. And I would have followed it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, and I was like, I wonder, because I knew it was playing with all of your heart. And I was like, I wonder if it says anything. And it took me like 20 minutes to, to get the right frame with the right brightness. And it said Aloysius Men Love Orchestra. And I was like, oh, game on season two. I will find every hidden detail. And I did pretty good, but there was some that like there's no human way, humanly possible way I could have found these. And they sent me all these pictures and close-ups of anything. I was like, oh, this this sign here that looks fun. And they would send me a close-up, really great shot of it. So I was very lucky. And it's all because they're so wonderful and they love the show and they want to help the show and they love the fans loving the show. So uh, it was just a great experience uh, for me certainly in season two yeah how i found you i um if i'm really into something i'm like i want to listen to podcasts about it i want to see like breakdowns and like with this mm -hmm. specifically i'm like there's all these references and i'm like fairly familiar with musicals but like company and stuff like that like i've never seen a production of it and like some mm. of them i hadn't listened to the music so i'm like and i know this is referencing so much stuff and i'm like you know if you get the it's funny even if you don't like get the reference but i was like Absolutely. i want to see what all i'm missing on this and so i was like looking and i'm like nobody's covering this and i was like there's you uh mickey joe and um oh and God, emily was, yeah thank you yeah <laughs> like, and mickey joe I never remember the name and mickey um, joe just came in for season two he didn't do season one emily and i both did season one yeah i didn't look stuff up during season one i did go back and watch yours and emily's stuff once i was like watching your season two stuff because that's when i was really like oh i need to like know these jokes because there was so much more <laughs> specific references in season two versus season one which is a lot more like generalized yeah references yeah, definitely definitely more uh, you know, while they were testing us out to see what the audiences could handle <laughs> it, that's that's exactly what it was that's exactly what's what happened with cinco he he didn't want to push it too far and then when the response was to season one was what it was he decided to go full full musical theater nerd on season two and thank god yeah <laughs> for real it made me so happy. So happy. Um, so I went down that rabbit hole, and then I was like, I wonder if there's any podcasts. And like, there weren't any. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to take my movie podcast and switch Ooh. over to TV a little bit and talk about Schmigadoon for as much as people let me talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really shocked that more people don't cover it, because there's so much to talk about with yeah. every episode. There's the music. There's the performances. There's the references. There's, like, all these layers as opposed to just, you know, talking about what events in the plot happened that week I and mean, yeah. there's so much more to talk about but yeah this show is like ripe for that and i'm just like can't even believe it and there's like a lot of podcasts and stuff i listen to that cover like prestige tv and this would a hundred percent fall into that and yeah, yeah. But, I, I, I mean I, I, it, also is, people, it is a little you know, niche i suppose i will admit that it's a little niche. <laughs> and i think if people i could see it i mean i should have been intimidated to cover it had i known uh how <laughs> intense it uh with theater references it would be i may have uh, second guessed myself but like i could see how people might be intimidated that feel like they have to know everything about all these musicals to cover this show um which i don't i don't think you do but um, no. and like i had blind spots i mean there was i didn't know everything uh oliver actually was a blind spot of mine until this season i finally 
I actually saw it at Encores. They did a production. Mm. Um, so like that, I wasn't super familiar with. Uh, for some reason, that just always <laughs> eluded me seeing a production or seeing the movie of Oliver. So uh, I had to educate myself on that for this season. Yeah, uh, Oliver is a blind spot it. for me as well. I've never thought that sounded like an entertaining musical personally. So. Yeah, and I finally saw a stage production with Raul Esparza and you know, all these amazing people. And I can pr- say now that it's not, I don't think it's, very, it's a very good show. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite show. It's not my favorite, but I only saw the one production. I haven't seen the movie yet, or at least all of the movie. Yeah. I will say I was like, I wasn't literally writing stuff down, but I'm like, okay, what are they referencing the most? Cause I need to like between season two and three yeah. go back and like watch the productions or like film versions of things that i've missed out on so like when i yeah. do my rewatch before season three <laughs> man you know, if they I'm go just putting where... out in the universe we're getting a season three it's gonna it's gonna happen oh it's yeah gonna be amazing um, i mean if they go where we all suspect they will with like les mis and phantom and all that i'm really gonna have to because i mean like i know les mis i've seen it a couple times i've seen phantom a few times but like some people know those shows. And it was not yeah. like something I grew up with. So like Les Mis was not like my thing growing up. So I really have to, because these people are going to be on it. I'm going to be yeah, obsolete. Those, those fans like. are a little intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm scared of them. So I'm hoping, I mean, from all the allusions to the 80s musicals in season two, it seems like that's where he's going to go. But part of me thinks maybe we're going to go like to the, movie musical world or like the disney musicals something i mean i don't know some different there's a lot of places it could go i think ideally i would love like five seasons of this like do the 80s and 90s then you know like the early 2000s and like the um because i mean now we're kind of in the trend of like they're turning movies into musicals and yeah you know like legally blonde and i mean that was early 2000s but um all that type of thing and I would just love to see their version of all these trends. And yeah, I want them to do like a multiverse s- switching season where like every episode is its own little schmiga world. Oh, that'd be so fun. So you could fun. do, because there's so many like fun things that like, I wouldn't want a whole season. Of, like they walk into a room and every, the entire cast is cats. I mean, they're just human. I know. I was like, next, for season three, just because of the time period, I'm like, they would have to do something about cats they have right? to and like... wouldn't that be so fun but like not for a whole season no but like <laughs> you could jump in and you could do like a you know a disney animated world and the whole thing could be animated or um what i think would be really funny but again wouldn't sustain a whole season is if they go back to schmigadoon like the actual schmigadoon same characters but instead it's like the 2019 oklahoma revival where it's like really minimal and like sexy mm-hmm. revival of a show i think that would be fun to play around with like a revival of schmigadoon almost i think that would be cool that would be fun i love that idea um the main thing i mentioned this t- talking to Anne harada but um <laughs> what i need the one thing i need <laughs> out of a season three i need dove cameron and a ridiculous sarah brightman wig doing yes. a blank face christine impersonation <laughs> i need that in my life so much i cannot even express <laughs> oh my god she would absolutely kill that like give her an emmy for the talk to daddy sequence alone 
Um, she impressed me so much this season. I mean, she was great. Yeah. In season one, and I had I had gotten to know gotten to know her. I my <laughs> you know, daughter really <laughs> my daughter really loved the Descendants movies when she was a little younger. So I had mm. seen all those movies like over and over and over again. So like I knew her from those, and she was great and very pleasant. But like season two, I was really really impressed with her. Yeah. See, I just I'm 34. So the Descendants movies were like out a little bit after I would have been into them. So I never really watched them. I think I'd seen bits and pieces of the first one because I was like, oh, I want to see like, I think I watched like a Kristen number because yeah, yeah. it's, it's Kristen. I, yeah. You know, I will um, say Descendants one is actually pretty good. I mean, I yeah, didn't it like seem bad. I was just like, this just feels times, like but... something I would have loved when I was like 14. And, you know, at this yeah, point, like a like, shared, <laughs> um, a shared Disney universe world. I am here for it. But and I love the yeah. cast. Um, so I wasn't yeah. really I hadn't seen Devin much. And like I grew up without TV. So like a lot of the stuff she did, like I just I hadn't seen it. But in season one, I was just like, damn, she's like really good. Like she's really funny. And just with her like public persona and you know all the little kitty stuff so her playing this like sexy farm girl was just hysterical yeah and i was like damn like she's really good at like comedic timing which is really underrated and super difficult i think comedy is probably like the hardest thing to do um oh yeah especially without going over the top Yeah. yeah and for like that type of thing it's so specific and then season 2 she like brought it and i'm like damn like Doug Cameron's really good. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, her, her season 2 performance made me go back and really reevaluate her season 1 performance and how much more uh credit she's deserved for that performance and uh how it could have been really over the top and cloying and it wasn't. Yeah, I mean she's one of my favorite spots in season 1. Like she's not a huge character in it, but every time she showed up and did something, I loved it. Oh, yeah. I absolutely loved it. Like, she was just so funny. And also, like, Aaron Tveit, because, you know, he doesn't really do funny stuff. No, he talks about that, too, in interviews. So, like, seeing him do comedy is hysterical. And he's so funny. He is so funny. All his Topher lines and facial expressions, I mean, killed me. This little eye thing he does, I'm doing it now, but you can't see because this is audio. But right. during uh, the sour macaroon, uh, I was he, about like... to mention that. Like, <laughs> he, like, like he looks uh... like a cartoon bird, like something out of yeah. like the fox and the hound. <laughs> what is he saying? He's like, um, I think that that's supposed to make me feel better, but it doesn't. But doesn't I mean, yeah, that... this eye thing he does that is so funny. It kills I'm me. Like I've never seen that expression on a human. <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. is something I have only seen in animation. And I don't know where he came up with that, but it's it's hysterical. And then, like, right after that, he, like, looks at Josh's lips (laughs) in a really odd way. Like, it's just, his choices are so funny. So funny. And the whole scene with them in the bed, uh, where she's like, he's like, do you think there's anything more for me to learn about lovemaking? She's like, yeah, I think so. I mean, that whole scene is just amazing. And, and they like, got a really sincere, beautiful duet together, which was nice. Oh, it's so pretty. Their voices sound so good together. But I was, <laughs> my main thought during that whole sequence, and I've watched season three a couple times because I just really liked it. So I watched every episode multiple times, as you definitely had to for your channel. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just did it because I wanted to. And um, one of my friends, I would, like kept bugging her since season one. I'm like, you got to watch this show. You guys have Apple TV. Like, you have no excuse. 
and she finally and i was like i'll watch it with you and like she's a friend i had since i was a teenager like in florida and now she lives in like maryland and i'm here but so we watched both seasons like over the phone together and (laughs) it was just wonderful but yeah during that scene i was just like actors have the weirdest job like they're sitting there (laughs) singing passionately staring into each other's eyes like intensely he's got this ridiculous wig on his head Mm. and (laughs) they're just so earnest and (laughs) just like i don't even know how they get through this and they've got these cameras right on them yeah it's like all the crew and everything and it's just like i want aaron's fate to look into my eyes and sing a love song (laughs) Um, i mean who doesn't doesn't. (laughs) who doesn't it's just wonderful and I mean, yeah. season one and everything, like he's just so intense and yes. that matched with like the absurdity of everything he does is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. There Let was supposed Aaron to be more of him. Comedy. There was supposed to be more of him in season one. Originally it was eight episodes and then they, at the last minute was sort of cut down to six. That's my one complaint about Schmigadoon. Give us mm-hmm. more episodes every season. Six is not enough. I'm always like... I was so surprised when they only renewed it for six. I thought, oh, they're going to do the full eight this yeah, time. Yeah, because season one was a hit. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it won an Emmy. Like, give them a couple more episodes. But uh, one of the <laughs> plot lines in the, that was cut for, for time in season one was that he was going to like try to rob uh, a store. A very big Billy Bigelow. He's going to rob, mm-hmm. do, a, do a robbery with a friend of his. And that would tie into Josh's plot line a little bit. And... So sort of that scene where he punches him in the woods at the end is the only like little remnant from that whole sequence. Which oh, well. comes out of nowhere, so that makes sense that it was mm. from like a... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny, but it just like it does come it, out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so times. to run through this, to just hit our highlight moments. So episode one, we've got, you know, the title song, Schmigadoon, mm-hmm. You Can't Tame Me. Corn I love that song. What would you want to mention about this? Uh what a great, what a great trio of opening songs. The, the, the opening number is so, it's everything you could want in, in a big like it sets the tone perfectly, for being over the top but sincere at the same time. Um, and there's there's another cut section from that. There was a whole pigs dance break when uh he's buford riggs i do unspeakable things to pigs he doesn't uh, think about things to pigs yeah um, if you listen on the on the soundtrack they all say pigs pigs pigs. yeah and pigs. it's not in the it's not in the show there was a whole like little pigs dance break uh that was cut uh, but let's uh, see that when, when chris and i film we're gonna go back at some point and do season one uh he's mm. got the cut sequence that i'm gonna get to share with everybody so that's uh really so excited. excited to see that yeah, that's the one thing I'm I'm talking to Chris sometime here soon. We're in the middle of working out scheduling on it. Um and I'm just like, Man, this is only audio, like I can't <laughs> I can't see stuff. Right? I was like, maybe I'll have to break down and just do it on Zoom so I can <laughs> um see fun things. <laughs> yeah, he's kept a lot of stuff from the show too. He's got a lot of fun stuff. Oh my god, that uh, bus he got? Oh, oh how my god. How cool is that? So cool. Yeah, he's 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 kept a lot of fun things too. I couldn't believe it though. He did not keep any of the bells or whistles. Criminal. I, Absolutely criminal. Right? Come on. Um fail. Fail, Chris. Um 
So the other day I was at a Memorial Day cookout mm-hmm. with a bunch of, you know, I'm in Indiana, very, very, very straight people, <laughs> um, not musical fans. And I'm just sitting there like eating a hot dog in the other room. And I hear somebody and like, I knew some of the people there, but it was like a group of people that I largely didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I heard somebody from the kitchen in the other room being like, oh, have you seen this show Schmigadoon? And it was <laughs> <laughs> your ears like Mitchell was there, and he like just looked at me, and I, I basically had the Cecily reaction from the season two premiere. Like, did someone say corn pudding? Except like the <laughs> Did somebody say schmigadoon? Oh, that's so funny. Um, my main thing I wanted to mention about this opening is just the line in the title song, where the men are men and the cows are cows. Um, so the amount good. of times I just think t- to myself and giggle randomly out in public, um, <laughs> is embarrassing how much I, I think of that. I want to, I have a friend who helps me, I make the Schmigadoon shirts since they don't make their own shirts. Apple uh, TV which Plus. is a shame. Total missed opportunity. Uh, I otherwise I wouldn't shirts. do it because I feel a little weird about it. But anyway, thank you. Uh, so a friend, uh, helps me with the designs and I want so badly uh, where the men are men and the cows are cows shirt. But I feel like out of context, it could be taken the wrong way. I don't care. It's wonderful. <laughs> Do it. You should make it's, it. I mean, I um, should. I should. Because I, I worked merch for a little bit for the Into the Woods revival. I helped them out. It's my old mm. company. And I helped them uh, set up the show. And we s- sold shirts that said Moo on it. And when I wore it out in public, women would give me like dirty looks. And I was like, oh, no, this is being taken the wrong way. I mean, so, people are always going to take things the wrong way, and that's on them, not you. That's um, that's not that's not wrong. But. Yeah, I love uh, out of the ones I've noticed the corn pudding shirt. Yes, my it is my so first amazing. Shirt. I was like, I need to like look up and see how much these are because I need to get at least a couple of these. Um, <laughs> I love the I love the last night my dinner was a candle shirt. Uh, that is my favorite line in the entire series, and it is the most genius <laughs> line that has ever been written in all of time. Um, oh. yeah, I, when I was listening through this, uh, earlier today, I was just like randomly tweeting out lines I loved from the songs. Um, I did lose a follower during that tweet spree. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, whatever. Losers. That's right. I lost my, my unboxing video lost me a subscriber, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm always just like, man, like people have to really do something for me to like go through the work of unfollowing. Right? <laughs> Right, but I would just thought it was funny because, like, sometimes you know, followers always fluctuate, like, right, and half the time you don't notice, or you're just like, I don't know what it was, but I was like, it was specifically like it had been at the same one for a while, and then I like tweeted out a bunch of Schmigadoon quotes, and then it was like uh, dropped by one. And it was bye. just like, <laughs> that's funny, that's so funny. Um, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm I'm looking in the fall. It started off as a Twitter joke uh, about me producing a Schmigadoon concert at like uh, one of the the one of the concert venues here in New York and it's sort of snowballed into maybe happening in the fall with Anne maybe hosting. Oh, anyway, amazing. very extremely early in planning might not happen, but I have been sent a recipe to make white chocolate candles, edible candles. <laughs> so that will happen should this concert go forward. <laughs> For that number. Yes. I might have to finally make my uh, virgin voyage to NYC. 
You've for never that. been here. <laughs> I haven't. It's like on oh. my bucket list, but I've just never. Um, so with traveling, I tend to go places that like I know people because like it frees you up a lot more if you're not spending half of your money on lodging. Yeah. And I don't have anybody that lives in New York City, so I just like haven't gone. And I'm like, you know, it's a little far to just randomly like drive and plus like you don't want to drive in new york city yeah um that's Mm -mm. just impossible so i've just never randomly like made it out there and it's one of those like oh i'm gonna go sometime and it just like haven't gotten around to it but that would be an event that i would be like okay i need to actually uh see this (laughs) well sometime in the fall i'll let you know if it if it uh if it takes place yeah we're thinking uh a night at club frau and madame frau hosting we'll see That's we'll see. genius, honestly. <laughs> oh, uh, what were we talking about? I took us on a weird tangent. Um, uh, episode one. Uh, oh, episode one. I just, I love. Also, you can't tame me. Is such that I whole sequence it. is so perfect because, like, on the surface, it's just this weird. Even though, I mean, if you know Carousel, you know exactly what he's doing. I just like the rhymes genius. in it. I think they're so yeah. Fun. But like, even if you don't, it like it can it perfectly conveys this vibe of like you know what they're doing, even though you might not know exactly what they're doing, uh, which again speaks to the brilliance of the mm-hmm. writing on the show. I just love honestly my favorite thing about the show, out of you know a laundry list of favorite things about the show, but my a hundred percent top number one, everyone's reaction shots in this cast. <laughs> Are so funny. Oh, Cecily being pretty much at the top of that. Yes. The faces that woman can make. <laughs> oh my God. When in season two, when Josh sings and the sour macaroon part, mm-hmm. that look she gives face <laughs> is just so good. And then Topher later makes like a really weird rhyme and she makes this like grossed out face. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't like imperfect rhymes. She, <laughs> that, she doesn't. You're absolutely right. I'm also not a fan of Imperfect Rhymes. I felt very seen. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. It doesn't bother me in, like... It depends on the piece. Yeah, there's certain certain situations it's acceptable, but, like, sometimes it does really great a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. But, like, stuff like that, it's so funny. Like, to the layperson, the joke is when she says, you know, oh, no, it's really important. Like, that's the funny line. But to the musical theater people, it's like... Just the whole conversation is the joke. Uh, uh, my friend that I watched this with, like, over the phone, she um, died at the beginning of season two when they all start talking together, but they're saying peas and carrots. <laughs> and, like, I hadn't done a production of musical because I went to a Christian school. We didn't do musical theater. Mm-hmm. I really was cheated out of my dreams. Um, oh. And she was like, and I was just kind of like, what's funny? Because I just thought it was, like, or anything she's like no that's what you say in like a scene like that because it's yep. like you know you look like you're talking that's like <laughs> and i was like yeah, i never uh, caught that that's wonderful yeah peas and carrots are hubbub 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 there's a great joke in uh, waiting for guffman when uh ron and sheila the married couple turn to each other and go hubbub 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 oh that's wonderful uh, i have not yeah. seen that yet it's uh, on my wha- to watch wha- list uh, wha- at wha- some point wha- you have never seen waiting for guffman i have not okay after this, is this something I need to like bump to the top oh of my? Oh uh, my watch god, list? the very tippity tippity top. It is, I mean, like it's not Schmigadoon, but it's, I mean, it's a very similar feel, but like nothing for community theater productions. If you've ever done community theater, holy god, I've not, is, but I've watched a lot of it. You, it's 
definitely worth. Have you seen the other Christopher Guest movies like Best in Show or um any of the other ones? Um, if you named them off, I could let you know. I have not seen Best in Show. Is that the one with Parker Posey? They're all with Parker Posey. Um, okay, well, that's the just... thing. Is like he has got his cast that sort of do <laughs> all his the lead movies. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she is so funny in Waiting for Guffman. She does this. Her audition song is "Teacher's Pet." I won't. You just have to watch it. It's genius. You will. You will die. Parker Posey. Oh so yeah, then I need you need to see that. all the yeah. So it's definitely waiting for Guffin's the best. Best in show is amazing. Um, God, there's there's other ones I know I'm forgetting. Um, there's the folk singing one, which the name is escaping me at this moment. Um, a mighty wind. That one's also good. I've not heard of that one. The others I've heard of, but yeah, that one I've never even. But it's all like Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy, Parker Posey. Uh. uh Will, uh, Fred, shit, my brain. But the cast is amazing. You got to go watch them all. I mean, Catherine O'Hara and Parker Posey in the same um, yeah, thing is just, I don't know how I'll handle that. <laughs> it's just so much genius. There's so It's one of the most quotable movies. I mean, you have to, you have to watch it. It's so funny. Oh God! I wish I was gonna. It's like I, it's hard to not quote it right now to you, even though you wouldn't know what the hell I was talking. I mean, about. you could, and then later I could go back and be like, "Oh, <laughs> my wife Bonnie, I've got her a wonderful pantsuit." You'll laugh about that in two hours after you've seen the movie. <laughs> I'll have definitely. To that's that's do your that homework. On Monday. There you I'm go. Excited. I need some good comedy. I'm always like, I don't like comedy, and then I'm just like, well, you know, except. That's- and yeah um so <laughs> the lover's spat sequence i think is so funny yes i love their argument going back and forth and and she said <laughs> <laughs> it would be the most well, frustrating thing in the world to try to have a fight in that environment and also the harmonies in that song sometimes the harmonies in this show come out of nowhere uh, like the end final note in the I need to eat sequence in season two, like the harmonies they hit just send me. Yeah. And uh, it's just a love, love. And that's another one where they, he, the, the male dancers flip the girls over and they sort of mm-hmm. move their legs up. That kills uh, my, me. my favorite little moment is, <laughs> and then he gives her a smack. <laughs> so mm. just like, Oh, Oh no, oh, no. it's not okay. <laughs> Unless, Unless it's consensual, <laughs> <laughs> which is so her character. That's so Melissa. <laughs> oh, God. It's so good. And I love that the ensemble is just there, like its own character. It's the same people who are yeah, always I, moving uh, throughout the town. So, like, normally I don't notice ensemble members to recognize them and everything. And that one, um, what's her name? Erica something? Mm-hmm. Erica Hunter Yang. Like, I'm watching it and I'm just like, oh, she's like my favorite dancer. I know what her name is. I recognize her. And that usually doesn't happen with ensemble dancers. And I love that they're featured so much and given so much to do that you get to know them. Yeah. And it's so great that so many of them got to come back for season two. Yeah. Um, I mean, we figured Erica would since uh, her her boyfriend is pretty integral to the show. That's... uh, (laughs) Who is she dating? Uh, Aaron Tveit. 
Oh, well, yeah, good no, for, they've been good they've been for together both of them. They've been together for quite some time. Yeah. So and was, and her brother is also in the show, uh, Warren Yang. I knew her brother seasons. was in it, but yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, Sweet. there's there's a few sets of siblings in the in the cast. It's it's pretty cool. I don't know if that would be fun or frustrating to go to work. I don't have siblings, so <laughs> but I don't know if probably it would be both. fun to go to work with them. <laughs> It'd be nice for you know carpooling, I guess. Right there, you go. There you go. Well, they're all in Vancouver. They're all stuck. Especially season one, they were all quarantined. Nobody got to see anybody. There was no visiting I on I feel set. so bad was, for them. Yeah. I and almost, the, almost got to go visit the set for season two. But uh, it, didn't, it didn't work out. I'm sorry. That would have okay. been fun. Hey, season three, manifest that shit. I'm telling you, I Marvel is starting to put like YouTube like influencer people in their like cameos in their movies. If I swear to God, if I don't get a cameo for season three, I'm rioting. <laughs> I'm just gonna show up to set in in, in costume that they uh, that they didn't even provide me. I'm just gonna figure out what the show's about. Yeah, dress just, up, uh, stick me in the and background just of the show scene. up, just... just so I can, you know, call myself out in my own breakdown. Have Jane Krakowski <laughs> just like pat me on the arm in a scene. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine being one of those jurors and have her just brush your head as she swings oh my from god. a trapeze? Hey. I would Dream. die. I would never wash my hair again. <laughs> ever. <laughs> same. Same. That woman can do anything. Absolutely so anything. Good. The whole cast. The whole stinking cast. And Titus. The additions. Titus and Patrick were so great. I love Patrick's deep, deep oh. voice. He I'm is... A, a, kind of sad uh, Cecily canceled his song. <laughs> I know, right? I would have it's just like the dream that. ballet. I would have wanted want to see them, Cecily. I mean, it. I agree with Cecily. Nobody likes a dream ballet. I didn't want to see Aww. it. <laughs> Sorry, Erica. <laughs> I'm sure it would have been lovely. <laughs> they had planned one out. They planned. They didn't film it, but they had Chris had a whole plan for a <laughs> big slow everything dream down. Ballet. Nobody likes a dream ballet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. I do. Shemiga Dune. Oh, yeah. Joke, Patrick and that joke so was hysterical. Good. <laughs> that whole yeah. That's. I also the the whole the rules of Shmigadoon always intrigue me and how she can control the music and then the the narrator character and Cinco has said that he's got like the mythology and the lore somewhere either written down or in his head but he's not telling people and I'm really I would sad love about to know that. that so when I was talking to Anne Harada I was saying like it's really sad that they you know can't come back to these places and she's like well nobody said and then I didn't think of it during that conversation but I'm like they say in season two like you can't go back to Schmigadoon yeah they say it they and, say it specifically uh, so I was like I feel like that's canon <laughs> yeah yeah so that's you know season two people were messaging me after the finale thinking like uh oh <laughs> that ended really well that wrapped up really nicely. Yeah, uh, which definitely is uh, troublesome. But it is, but I mean, it's still totally open, and especially with a lot of yeah. the plots of the next phase of musicals involving a child. Exactly. Um, I think it's very open, but I did like that it was wrapped up enough that in the horrible, horrible situation, if it doesn't get renewed, yes, it's not like, well, this didn't have an ending. Right, yeah, and a lot in a lot of the promo stuff in interviews, a lot of the cast said this was like act two of a show. It's like, okay, well, can we have a three act or a four act show then? Because 
I need more than two. Yes. But, I mean, Cinco's, he's he's written, what, like, 18 Minion movies? I'm sure he'll find a way to make a, a third Schmigadoon. <laughs> I know. Looking at his filmography, it's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the Schmigadoon guy is the Minion guy? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, when but, I first realized that, I was like, um, I don't understand, but yes. But that's what he's so good at. Because, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the films. Again, I have kids so i've seen them i i don't have kids and those came again like at a point when i'm pretty (laughs) sure i saw the first despicable me yeah which is so good i saw anything past that but he's great at these this these ridiculous premises but this grounded really funny uh writing so yep yeah and make it does make me like want to go watch them because i'm like the quality of stuff on this, I'm like, they probably have amazing jokes in it. Yeah, I mean, it's really funny. You got Steve Carell and all sorts of people. Um, jumping ahead a little bit, um, the You Done Tamed Me <laughs> is so funny. Uh, why does she not stay for that breakfast? Right? At least take a couple pancakes, my girl. Yeah, I mean, I know she had the gentleman's punch, so she might not have really felt like eating something, but I mean, greasy true, food would true. help. Oh, she, oh like, God. Ta- she takes like a piece of bacon and she throws it away. I'm like, what Well, a waste. and before that, that we have the whole picnic beast. basket auction scene. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot that. Kills Cecily me. Acting drunk. I mean, that's like her bread and butter. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, come on, who wants to. <laughs> who's gonna bid on this yeah (laughs) make it rain danny bailey i mean it's just so funny this super hot guy just bought me for two (laughs) dollars yeah (laughs) shut up you're stupid or whatever she says to john i'm funny Uh, shut up (laughs) (laughs) so good and just so many easter eggs you know in that with the names they call out and just uh, down to the tarts are the same tarts that are packed in and, lorries. Oh, speaking of the picnic basket auction, how are people not saying that season one is dirty? Dove Cameron's description of her basket. Right? That's what I'm saying. People, that's because the show. That's one of the dirtiest lines I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Hey, it's... what did you say? It smells like peaches and cream be wrapped yeah, with a pink velvety ribbon pink or something. Velvety ribbon, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's so good. And it just it it rides that line that musicals in the fifties did where they were dirty while being yeah. squeaky clean. Uh which is just so good. And I mean coming out of Dove Cameron's like super cherubic <laughs> <laughs> right like her face that looks like a baby doll like it's just so much funnier and then I yeah the whole it. sequence of uh him fi- josh figuring out like oh no she's really young i mean it's it, it just kills me oh <laughs> lisa was 16 going on 30 <laughs> <laughs> oh god I yeah. would love to know, like, what their idea of it is of, like, how old is the character of Betsy supposed to right? actually be? I bet be? she's 16. That's my guess. Yeah, that would make sense. I like... And I what also that? love that, you know, I love Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Problematic as it is, I oh, me deeply love it. And so the too. fact that there is, like, seven of them. 
made me so, so happy. good. And they were all theater references, all their names. Every single one of them. Every single one. And in the littlest one, uh, Tootie. Little Tootie. <laughs> she was in season two as well, which is yeah, so Yeah, she was one of the orphans, wasn't she? She was indeed. She was Sutton. <laughs> Good yeah. old Sutton Foster. Her name is Bijou Branson. Her and her, her parents, they're sweet, sweet people. Provided me with a lot of fun footage and pictures. Oh, that's awesome. Those kids are so talented. Yeah, they're all Vancouver. A lot of the dancers, too, are, are all local Vancouver actors. They need to get to New York. Cause right, they would kill it, but uh, they do. I mean, you know, they do lots of theater out there. Uh, teach a lot of classes. They're they're awesome. Like those kids in Matilda probably people. age out pretty quick. Like right, get them in. Yeah, rotate these kids in. Yeah, and uh, I also we did we sort of been touched on it earlier. Enjoy the ride. It's just oh, it's uh, so good. It's so again clean, but it's like actually sexy it's like mm-hmm. it's like you know the the king and i when they do the shall we dance and it's like if you you know on paper it's not sexy but you watch it and it's hot oh yeah same same with uh enjoy the ride i mean it's you know more intentionally sexy but they're shooting the gun and doing all these dances and uh the oink oink yeah <laughs> so I, good. Uh, um greatly loved uh Chris Catelli pointing out the um at the end of that when he dips her and she looks toward the camera at the <laughs> reference to White Christmas. <laughs> White Christmas. Oh, it's so I was funny. Like, that was sneaky. That was sneaky. There are so many sneaky. Especially in season one. I remember him telling me the stuff in season one. It's like, oh, this is from King and I, and this is from How to Succeed, and this is I mean it's like He's an encyclopedia of dance moves, and he puts it all to really yeah, good use. I don't know how, like his brain. You know, we are we're like we're all choreographers that... always have fascinated me because I'm like they have to come up with all these like new dances, and for this, it's like you know taking pieces from here and there and like working into this super coherent whole. Yeah. And that's still super cool choreography that you're like, okay, the human body shouldn't be able to move like this, and right. Uh, yeah. And just... it doesn't feel choppy. It doesn't feel Mm-mm, like not at all. It's so smooth. It feels like this is how the dance has always been. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't you just think it's uh, I mean it is brilliant on its own, but uh yeah, the references it's just like the show. Everything, you know, Richard Rogers when writing Oklahoma and part of what the reason why Oklahoma was so groundbreaking is I'm going to mess up the quote, but it's something like this music has to sound like the sets look and like the costumes ha- are and how the orchestra, like everything's supposed to be part of the whole. And that's really, it's so successful in Schmigadoon is every element works towards this world uh, so well. And uh, it's just, it's constantly Im- uh, impressing me. It's so fully realized. And it's, <laughs> it's like worked itself into my lexicon so much. <laughs> Again, I just, I'm going to keep bringing up The Little Mermaid because I love it, and I just watched it earlier for the third time. Um, there was something, and I was looking at Prince Eric, um, and I just had this <laughs> thought. I'm just like, wow, your pants are really high <laughs> <laughs> This show is so quotable. It really is. So quotable, and I'm sad that, like... A lot of people I know, like, you know, again, I'm in Indiana, not a lot of musical theater fans around mm. me. <laughs> so it's uh, like, I'm always wanting to quote this, but I'm like, nobody will get it. 
Nobody will get it. And then I'll just be laughing like an idiot at a reference that nobody (laughs) understands. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that, that's uh, Cole Porter's home state. Come on, people. Get on the musical theater train. I mean, land of Mike Pence. Uh, (laughs) Where, where exactly? What city? Uh, I live in Frankfurt. It's about an hour north of Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. Trying to think. I did tours i did a national i worked national tours for a few years i'm trying to think of where I i'm so sorry indiana is really forgettable like i honestly if people <laughs> ask me where i'm at i'm just like you know the armpit of the u.s pretty much um uh, no. also refer to it as a black hole that you can't ever escape um mm. one mm. one day i'll fly away um, one day you know. dear god <laughs> make me a bird so i can fly fly far away yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> We're mixing our metaphors here, but you know, mixing our references. Oh, God. oh it was. I don't know if you watch Yellow Jackets, but um, I don't. There was, uh, there was a scene in season two where there's a girl that's a or a character that's really big into um, movies, and I don't even remember what she was referencing, but somebody was like, "Did you just like?" Because <laughs> you mentioned two things. She's like, I am upset. I'm mixing up my pop culture <laughs> metaphors. <laughs> I'm like, yep. Been there. Uh, Been there. That's how my brain works. I mean, that's where my channel started with all these clips and cutaways. Because that's just how my brain works. When somebody will say something, and it'll trigger a line. So the way I've described my else. brain is I'm basically Weibo from Flubber. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. like the not an exaggeration that's literally my brain um, oh man the creation of gifts has revolutionized my life because i'm like that's a, that's how my brain works i like basically think in gifts with audio and Absolutely. so it's lovely being able to portray exactly what i'm thinking yeah that's, that's exactly helpful. what how my brain works and that's the way my why my videos are the way they are many people don't like my style. I've I've cooled it. If you watch my really old stuff, which don't, but if you watch my old stuff, it's like <laughs> clip. I mean, it's like clip after clip after clip after clip after clip, and I've sort of chilled out a little bit. But I am so impressed by YouTubers because, like, even just editing audio is just like, oh my god! And I'm just like having to edit in like all these different video clips and everything, and find them all and splice it in. And I'm just like, this has got to take eight million hours. Oh yeah, hours um, and hours. And then like I'll. I'll find a clip, but I'll have to find a good enough. I want it to be the best visual quality, so I'll have to like find a good copy of the movie and edit just you know five seconds out of a two-hour movie and put that in, and then have to do it. I mean, it's yeah, it takes <laughs> a stupid amount of time. So, on a for instance, on a typical Schmigadoon breakdown video, how much time do you put into an episode? By the end of season two, I had sort of gotten it down to a science. I mean, luckily, it it seems like it's not that much. But the fact that the episodes here in New York would come out, and they're supposed to come out on Wednesday, but they would come they out would around dr- like... Same, they would drop yeah, like, at like 10 p.m. Tuesday night. Yeah, like 9.30 on the dot Tuesday night, which those extra few hours made all the difference. So basically, they would come out. I would watch them the second they dropped. I'd watch it just... My wife and I would watch it for the first time, just enjoy it. It's one of our favorite shows. And then I would immediately watch it again just to take it all in, maybe make a couple notes. And then I would watch it again a third time immediately and just laundry list every little thing I want to talk about or search further. And then basically I wouldn't sleep 
I'd sleep for three, maybe four hours until Friday morning. Uh, I was just researching and writing and I would film about Wednesday. I would, I would write all Tuesday night. I would oh yeah. Write... Cause you would have to script that out, wouldn't you? Yeah. Cause uh, I, my videos used to be unscripted and, uh, it just would take double the time to record. It would take uh, crazy. And yeah, my teleprompter too has saved my butt uh, from having to partially memorize things. But I mean, I would work, I don't know, how many Wednesdays, 24 hours? I would say I'd work 40 hours. I was going to guess 35, so I was pretty close. Yeah, I mean, for, for episode, I, and it was, pu- I was, I mean, for a month straight, I was on pure adrenaline. Uh, I mean, if, if it wasn't going well and people weren't responding, it probably would have been a really difficult mm-hmm. month, but I was on just such a high. And then I added the Chris Catelli breakdowns in the middle of it. So that was, yeah. <laughs> you know, like after the, they drop on Friday, after my breakdowns drop, I could sort of take a little bit of time off until the next episode airs. Cause I really couldn't do much until the next episode come out i mean i would watch interviews and plan as much as i can and try to look up and uh assume you know it's like okay well we're probably gonna go into sweeney todd land let's brush up on all that and stuff like that um but then yeah i added the chris catelli videos and like oh well that there goes my weekend i'm gonna be doing those breakdowns now so but at least it's crazy stuff it's not something that's like (laughs) yeah no it was a total blast but then yeah after the the final episode my final breakdown there i i crashed I, I don't think I, I think I slept for three days straight. I believe it. It was uh, crazy, but I had I had an absolute blast. I was sad. I was sad it was over, but also if it was much longer, I probably would have died. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still having to wake up and take my kids to school, and uh, you know, my wife works at a Broadway show, so she's out at weird hours, and so yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting life. Well, you know what you can do with children. <laughs> Oh my I god. I predicted that you. they would go there and I was so happy that they did and some other people were like no, they won't. They wouldn't. And I'm just like yeah, they would. And I remember watching the episode just being like turning to my wife and being like they're they're not they're not gonna no, really? And then sure enough, yep. As soon as they I was like there. okay, she's got orphans. She's Mrs. Lovett and Miss Hannigan and she's in love with uh, Sweeney. These orphans are going to get turned into meat. <laughs> That's so funny. And I I think I mentioned this. At one point, they do, Dooley does have fresh meat at one point. I also <laughs> noticed that. <laughs> like, there's a lot of blood around his shop at one point when his, his supplier still is out. So, yeah, I'm thinking some of those kids got the chop. But I um. also think so. I mean, <laughs> it was probably smart of them to not... Um, Go too deep into that. Yeah. Too, ex- too explicit. Yeah. Um, I want them to do a Halloween special where they cover, like, Rocky Horror fully, even though we got a little bit of it this season, but do, like, Little Shop and Carrie and, like, just a one-hour, uh, one-off so Halloween special where, like, they're uh, taking yeah. their kid trick-or-treating and get lost in the woods and, you know, I think that would be a blast. Uh, that is. But now tweet, the writer's strike. Tweet at <laughs> I did. I did. And um, Doug Besterman, who does uh, the orchestrations and vocal arrangements, he was like, hmm. But then the writer's strike happened like two days later. Yeah. So, 
oh well i'm sure it definitely would have happened based on my suggestion otherwise oh <laughs> at least 100%. that's what i'm gonna tell myself that's a, that's a great suggestion there's still time there's still time there's still time so um we'll shout out to something i forgot to mention earlier uh aaron debates pronunciation of um feller no, pronunciation yes thank you his line <laughs> delivery is so you got a feller you got a failure. <laughs> i got mean failure kills me kills every me. time failure you got a failure it's so good like belly laugh it's oh. so great um the other thing that makes me really belly laugh is all of the art and he's a queer one <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the statues and uh, i hope alan combing I always, I always. I asked like Anne about this, and she yes. said she's pretty sure he has it. I wouldn't be surprised. That man keeps some fun stuff. My wife uh, did cabaret. He worked. She worked the cabaret revival with him, and uh, got to go to his house. And yeah, there's some crazy stuff that he's kept from different shows. So that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, I want to feel I like, hang should, like if somebody makes a ridiculous portrait of you, like. You should just get to keep it. You should get it. to keep it. So, yeah, I want that hanging in the Schmigadoon Museum next to uh, the Miss Codwell portrait from season also two. Also amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so so good. Um, I love a lot of the lines in Cross That Bridge. I That, that whole number doesn't get as much love as it deserves. It it's doesn't. I never hear so people talk about it much. Good. And I just, like, I never skip that. I mean, there's hardly any of these songs I skip unless I'm just, like, in a mood. Yeah. Um, but that one, I never skip it. I it's, love it. It's probably my favorite line of the whole series. It's not a metaphor. Oh no, it's something more. It's a literal bridge. I mean, that's one of the funniest lines I've ever heard in my life. Uh, the thing that kills me is um, all the girls who dilly dally in the diamond alley. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. Uh, now that I'm single at and 23, <laughs> 23. That's the funnier lines like that are to me. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's Alex from season two, one of the hippies. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's so funny. Uh, so she's funny. the one that comes in on roller skates, right? Yes, yeah, the yeah. roller skating clown with allergic to bras. I yeah, allergic to bras. <laughs> um, oh God, and the the door squeak. It's so funny. Oh, so good. Which, again, like, it's just, it's funny on its own, but. (laughs) Yeah, but if you know what they're doing, it's, uh, yeah. And, like, her reaction to it is just so funny on its own. Yeah, and, like, it's just, I love, I love a good recurring bit. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if if it's a bit that works. Yeah. And so, I mean, and speaking of recurring bits, I'll drink to that every single episode. I mean, that was the gift that kept on giving. Because, like, I was sad that Pete... I mean, Pete was one of my favorite things about season one. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Sorry, Pete. And then, uh, yeah, Karen Conoval, who played... I, I mean, she's just called Barfly. Female Barfly in the in the credits. Oh, whatever, she's Joanne. Joanne. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, people really wanted her to be uh, Jenny's mom. That which... is the thing that disappointed me. I was like, she's going to be uh, Sweeney's wife. Like, yeah. that's just... It, I was so sure that was the one thing that I was like, I'm, I don't usually try to make predictions on things cause I'm bad at it. Mm. Um, but that was something I was so sure in my heart of hearts that that was what was going to happen. I mean, and it would have made it didn't. complete sense. Yeah. And like that scene in the restaurant, like she's not like it's off screen and yes. 
I just, I was so sure, like, everything, I'm like, it's leading up to it. Like, there's going to be this reveal that she's Ginny's mom and the wife he thinks is dead. And, nope. Just a random, nope. just a random bit that is hysterical. <laughs> oh, God, and she gets to sing it during Famous as Hell, that whole... <laughs> I have tried to go through and pick out all the different... I was so glad you highlighted... Um, I think it was you that yeah. highlighted her... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing that. I'm like, I wish I could isolate all the different people to like know what they were saying because I'm sure every single one of them was hysterical. It's so good. I mean, they're all just doing their their songs. They they don't really change it up. None none mm. of them are new. Um, but she hadn't had a song, so but was... she hadn't had. So yeah, so she had some new dialogue. But the the arrangements, like Jenny, is doing this really fast version of Kaput during it. Uh, that's really fun to listen to. So if, you know, if copyright claims weren't, you know, the bane of my existence, my nemesis, I would have loved to have put all of them, you know, up and mm-hmm. put the lyrics on so people could hear. But I did, I did the, the Karens and then I did uh, another one. Oh, Kristen, because she does this little neck, like, Yo, yeah. neck swagger <laughs> move that I love. I love seeing Kristen play these like villainous-ish roles. So good. She's so, so funny. funny. Um, again, jumping all around. Criminal, criminal that that final reprise of Kaput is not oh, on the soundtrack. I know. I would have. I know. I. I mean, I don't know, but I know. I know there was a bunch of issues with the soundtrack this year, which is yes. why I didn't get. So, like, I didn't want to push Cinco about it because I feel like he was already not pleased Taking about a bunch the whole of shit thing. For it. But if I, if yeah, I didn't want to like. And especially him, but... because season one, we got such a detailed, like, every yeah, little thing. So I was like, oh, and... this is going to come out. It's going to have every little uh, welcome to Chicago thing yep. at the beginning. With, uh, But, you know, that stuff, I was like, you know, it's fine if it's not in there. Like, just a little bit. Yeah. But that last Kaput that... reprise, oh. I loved so much. It's I wanted to raise heart a little bit, so much hell. There. Yeah, I wanted to raise so much hell online about it not being there. Because that, like, you know, I'm sad that Jaime's... Uh, I'm going to put on my fishnets and get as wet as a fish gets, <laughs> which is just a, an absurd line. That's so funny. Um, I like, I wish that was on there, but like, okay, two lines, I get it, but come on the whole, especially if you're not going to release it early, like it's not a spoiler. We've already yeah. seen, you know, I, yeah. Uh... but apparently we should be lucky. We got the soundtrack at all from what I heard. So yeah. I'll take it. But yeah, that was a huge bummer. Yeah, cause... if we didn't get a soundtrack at all for this season, I oh, I well, I would have, I don't know, I don't know. I I'd like, I mean, I wouldn't have actually done anything because like that's just too much work. But I would have been <laughs> very, very upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God! And when Jane like just walks over to the chair and just starts hitting her. Yes. Legs to the oh music. my God! Just everything Jane does is. Oh. And then they, they cut to Krat like dead on the floor at one point. That's just—it's just so funny. It's so funny that whole sequence. <laughs> um, the thing that makes me is just on the subject of Jane, um, <laughs> line delivery, <laughs> like, oh, what fun. <laughs> <laughs> while looking at her I bet her like, bare what feet sweaty like... little hands you have <laughs> I'm like oh, I just want to say this to someone one day <laughs> Such a that's definitely one of the lines I say all the time because luckily my wife and my children know Schmigadoon quite well at this point uh, so yeah that's that's a big one um, 
oh, you feel comfortable calling me that. <laughs> if she calls her Blurky. I mean, it's, oh, God. It's, yeah. They only got her for, like, two two or three days in season one, which is why she had such a small part. Yeah. But, oh, so good. Yeah, I love her. Like, every little thing is just instantly iconic. And you know what? Besides Aaron, you know who has the best reaction or best facial expressions is Jaime in both seasons. Oh, my God. He does. His, his reactions his... in the finale of season two when oh. Josh keeps telling him, you know, parables, a.k.a. <laughs> things like Airbud and the Goonies. Um... <laughs> and, yeah, he's just like this sincere, like... What? Like this new information being presented to him. And like if you think about it out of context, like it is a ridiculous face that is so over the top. <laughs> but like in the moment, it just works so well. It is so funny. It just uh, these people and are he amazing. starts like tearing up at the mm-hmm. the parable of the servant. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so on the nose. Yeah, I wish he got a little more to do in season two. Obviously, but uh, season one, he's just. I mean, He's it so all feels good. worth it, though, in season two for that final reveal. That reveal, It feels I like it makes up for screamed. a lot of lack of Jaime. I texted him immediately when I saw it, and just, I was dying laughing. It was, I was, yeah, that was great. That was great. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, I know we were mentioning earlier, with all of your heart, Yes. Ariana DeBose. Oh my god. Because she wasn't international superstar Ariana DeBose. When they filmed yet. this. I had seen her, of course, in several different Broadway shows, so I knew who she was and how talented she was. But this, she had already filmed West Side Story um, and was sort of like, it was just sitting there waiting because it was in the midst of the pandemic, so nothing was happening. And, um,. It was. They were all talking to casters about how excited, you know, they sort of knew that she was going to be this star, and she. Yeah, I mean, yet. you see her like perform anything, and you're just like, oh, yeah, she's going to be God. huge. And she does that triple pirouette, like just busts it out and hits that pose. I mean, that's hot. <laughs> Grabs the apple and like takes it back. So good. That whole number and just the way it's filmed and the. The choreography and it's yeah, it's one of my favorites. I am a sucker for a good tap number. They yeah. bust a tap number out, and I'm instantly just and and I love the choreography of that. Like that's one of the big things. I'm like, I need to talk to Chris about the Ariana DeBose number in season one. That's something I really need to um talk about with him. Yeah, uh, and that so was good. wild. He when he he'll talk to you about filming that during covid and and with all the kids i mean the protocols were crazy i feel um, so bad for the dancers because i'm like you know the other people you know and rehearsing and masks and all that stuff but i'm like dancing and everything and being so physical and like would just be miserable I, i'm sweating miserable. i'm sweating just thinking about it yeah I mean, it's yeah so he would like record videos for them to work at home yeah i mean he'll tell you all about it but it was uh it was a wild and then, yeah, have him tell you about the first time seeing the cast without their masks on. Because, I mean, he worked with them for all this time without seeing their faces. It wasn't until they were on set in full costume that he finally saw them all for the first time. 
and uh, uh, be so emotional. nailing this number. I mean, it's it's a it's it's pretty incredible. And they nail it. You would never know for a second that it went through any sort of trouble. Like they are just absolute pros. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's extraordinary. And uh, we get to the song that everyone will be using for sex ed for their kids forevermore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So my daughter started watching season one like a couple of weeks ago, and like we were getting up to to episode four when they were do- going to do vagina, and we haven't had. And she's eight years old, so we haven't had the talk yet. But like, mm-hmm. I was like, t- I was talking to my wife. I was like, "What do we do? Do we let her watch that? Do we, do we then have to have a talk with her after? Like, <laughs> what are we getting in for with this? Her watching. I'm so glad episode? I only have to have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I already had the talk with my cat years ago. They're they're good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, I feel like, is the most parody the show gets into, where it's just, like, it's a, it's a sort of a one-joke number, but it's it's so good. Actually, one of my also favorite lines in season one is the scene before when she arrives on the mountaintop and meets Freddy, the sailor boyfriend. <laughs> and and uh, Nancy, the, the pregnant woman, says, I have so many questions, like... Where does the baby come out? Because there's a couple of options, and they both seem crazy. <laughs> I mean, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Because, like, that, yeah, that kills me. Uh, Just medical terminology. <laughs> yeah. She says, like, cervix, and he says, oh, I'm a sailor. I don't even use that kind of language. I mean, it's, yeah. It's wonderful. And it's so just, like, to the point and just, oh, yeah, this makes sense and works quite well um, yeah <laughs> genius writing wonderful joke i mean even to somebody who doesn't know anything everybody knows Doremi. yeah exactly that's you know everyone's talking about how more iconic the season two uh shows are chicago and all that but i mean the music man sees like even if you don't know the music man and sound of music you know the music man and sound of music yeah it's just such a part of the cultural zeitgeist at this point. Yeah. Dude, did you see on Twitter that somebody was making us think about like a sixth grade pro- sixth grade production yes. of The Sound of Music being inappropriate because of Nazis? Yeah, they made him take all the Nazi references out. It's like, uh, yeah. The world is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane with where we are. It's like, we have gotten to the point that the sound of music is not appropriate for sixth graders. (laughs) Yeah, like, come on, folks. This was appropriate for children in the 60s. The 60s. (laughs) The Nazis, that show could be scary. My wife and I, we were in Spain, and we saw in Madrid, we saw a production of Sound of Music. I mean, obviously in Spanish, it's Sonrisas y Lagrimas, the musical. Mm, and nicely done. it was like thank you <laughs> thank you i've been practicing <laughs> uh it was legitimately like scary like when the nazis took over i mean like that was they made it scary um but i doubt a sixth grade production would would go that far um, no i can't imagine um yeah, yeah sixth graders maybe. acting locally yikes um <laughs> sorry i'm sure children are wonderful I, (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) again bless you parents for having to go to these performances and you know 
Yeah, my daughter's I'm in sure. a production right now of Adam's Family Junior. Oh, cute. Yeah, so she's doing six performances, so I have to see the show a lot. I hope it's yeah. not too painful. Um, it's a little over an hour long. So oh, I'm that's good. not bad. Nah, and it's very cute. She's she's just in the ensemble. But yeah, I'm in that age of seeing your kids' show. Yep. Oh, good times. Yep, yep, yep. Good. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh well I had my my mom had to do it so I guess I'll have to yeah <laughs> um skipping forward a little bit because these songs are pretty but there's nothing I personally specifically want to shout out if you want to you can I was going to jump up to tribulation because whoa um. I love if you're talking about suddenly you're skipping over suddenly. Yeah, the suddenly and like the somewhere. Oh well, the somewhere love is waiting for you. Uh, thing is, um, I guess I do have to mention that Alan Cumming oh, yeah. singing "I'm a Homosexual" <laughs> I'm was a the highlight of what was it, 2021? Yeah, yeah, it, and that's another brilliant line. Is "I'm a homosexual." It's no longer subtextual. I mean, that is genius because. Of course, in the 50s, uh, it was all subtext. Yeah. Uh, looking at you, Colonel Pickering. Um, <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> I mean, Higgins and Pickering, come on now. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah. And uh, Alan said, you know, every time he'd walk into some place, they'd always inevitably, inevitably play um, Will Common for years and years and years. But he predicted then that uh, I'm a Homosexual would replace that in the song that people always play when he enters a room. So uh, I'll have to ask him sometime if that came true. Yeah, I would love to know that. Uh, um, but suddenly also is so beautiful. And one of my favorite things is the split screen dance. Oh, I they love do. the split screen and the two different grasses and the houses that oh. are like not it, don't and go they, all the way to the side. It's just like yes. they cut off like a foot of it and just press together. And then like they reach out for each other through the oh, split screen. And that's basically the end of Act 1. I mean, I think with Season 1, and I think with Season 2, Episodes 1 through 4 are Act 1, and episode, and the rest of 5 and 6 are Act 2. I agree. Me. I agree um, completely. And so I do like, uh, and I, I agree, um, again, I watch so much um, stuff in this time period, so I cannot remember if it was you or Emily. I know it was one of you were talking about, and I'm 99% sure it was you talking about how this uh, was really referencing... Um, Cinderella. Oh no, that wasn't me. And then it must have been Emily. The suddenly song was a lot. Um, mm, very ten minutes ago. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Was really giving that vibe because when I was watching it, I'm like, I feel like this feels familiar, but I can't put my finger on it. And yeah. uh, when they said that, I was just like, oh, that's it. Uh, yeah, there's some sneaky references or references you wouldn't think. Uh, they would go, and they all work perfectly. But yeah, because yeah, I mean, there's like the big musicals they do, but then they'll just put like a one-off thing from something else, yeah. and so you don't necessarily catch it as easily unless it's, you know, really on the nose. But when like, they said that, it just like clicked, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. this is a hundred percent that. But then yeah, then you get to the opposite of that, which is tribulation, <laughs> which is very <laughs> what much is that referencing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It's so good. I mean, I feel like I remember people talking about for season two, like, oh, well, there's so many, like, one-to-one, -one, like, mine hair uh, is kaput. Uh, 
Welcome to Chicago is magic to do. They didn't really do that for season one. And I agree they didn't do it as much, but I mean, tribulation is uh, trouble. I mean, there's no fans or butts about that. And they filmed it all in one take. That whole sequence is one unbroken mind. Not only one take, but one unbroken shot. And wasn't the one they used the first take? Yep. Yep. Sure was. I mean, and Kristen is like, I can speak, uh, climbing onto a ramp at one point at the end. And they got all those banners flying. I mean, so everyone on that production had to be. uh, And I mean, even just with the choreography of the camera where it had to go and people not running into things. and Yeah. That's definitely another one to talk to Chris about. I mean, that's just extraordinary. Like, I feel like only theater performers could have pulled that off. 100%. And that's why the show is so good. They had the outsiders sort of be from the world of sketch comedy and everyone else be from the world of musical theater except for Fred Armisen in season one. So that, I think, was just a perfect uh, two worlds com- uh, combining casting-wise. Oh, yeah. Got it. And that's why we, we, get, yeah, we get all the great reaction shots, which I feel like is all from their improvising uh, days. Yeah, they're phenomenal. God, Kristen is so good in this. So good. I love her lipstick design. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's severe. So severe. So funny. Well, and there's so many. This was right, like, when there's so many Trump references in this number two. I feel like I touched a little bit on it. But, like, 2020, I didn't want to get, like, <laughs> involved in some kind of online yeah. thing. But, I mean, like... She holds the Bible upside down at one mm-hmm. point, like he did, and, and then, I like, was like, you know, is that intentional or is that just like the take they got? But thousand percent, there's such pros. I'm like, that can't have been unintentional. And then like they sharpie up the newspaper to change it at one point, which was also a very Trump thing. I mean, so that was just and and just the whole. If you listen to the song, it all starts with her talking about. The peanuts on the ground. That's literally the basis yeah. for the whole this song. This town, what is it coming to? <laughs> just imagine what's next. Horrors and, you know, all these different things. Uh, which uh, a lot of people point out. They're like, oh, I don't know if you've noticed in season one in Tribulation, she talks about painted women and nightclubs. And it's like, you know, they were referencing season two. And I mean, that may be true. I've never asked Cinco about it. But she also mentions you know, pool halls and lots of other things that aren't in season two. So mm. settle down, everybody. It could but, have just been a happy accident. I mean, it could be, or, you know, I wouldn't pass, put anything past Cinco. That's for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, that whole sequence is, is a uh, exemplary for sure. And uh, my favorite, favorite sequence in um, all of season one, Jane Krakowski doing, I always, always never get my man, which is a wonderful oh, song title. <laughs> it's so good. So it's that's another one that's basically a one-to-one uh, homage to uh, Always True to You in My Fashion from Kiss Me Kate. Uh, same structure, same exact. Uh, they even mention uh, Tex as a character of Tex, which is in both songs, which is really funny to me. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not super familiar with the, that musical, so... I, yeah, so, you know, uh, what's the, so we, there's in, oh God, I have to think now. In Schmigadoon, it's, um, uh, something, Tex, and when Texies. Texies traded stocks. 
hired a yeah, girl, hired to, a girl to darn his socks. And when Texy socks led to sexy talks, I was out on my can. Womp, womp. <laughs> oh, God. It's so good. I'm it's like, so anytime good. I'm listening to that in the car, I'm just like, instinctively, I just like pop my hip twice. Like, right? I hope I don't swerve. Right? There's certain moves that just have to happen. I feel like I have to do like a certain dance move anytime I listen to bells and whistles. I have to do this. Oh, like, yeah. Also, in move. the car, I'm like, gotta have cruise control on because I gotta do the foot sweep. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, they, uh, there's in, in Always Tradio, it's like there's techs who traded sto- stocks. Oh, no, that's the other one. There's um, sexy. I don't remember. I'm going to mess it all up. Now. But they talk about text in that one. But it's all the same. Um, same st- very style. You should you should listen to that song. That's actually one of my favorite shows. That's a good one. I have the soundtrack. And I've like listened to bits and pieces of it. But I've never just sat the movie's down and also, to the album. The movie's a favorite. Although it's, you know, it's one of those 50s movies where they take a lot of liberties with the show. Um, Cole Porter's a character in it in the movie, which he's definitely oh, not weird. a character in the show. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, but they uh, Ann Miller plays Lois Lane, which is the character's name, and uh, one of my favorite songs in the show. And in that though, there's like eighteen verses or something crazy in in oh my God. the original. So I I wish there were more verses for Jane, and I I wonder if yeah, I mean I would have watched her sing a ten minute version of this. Oh sequence. yeah. And driving every single in second this, of it while standing. I mean, and so just her good. dancing in the back and laying down and kicking her legs and her wonderful. She's so flexible. Oh my god, she is. She's uh, best legs in the business by far. <laughs> her and uh, Cheetah, really unreal. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> Makes me really happy. And then. We get the super sweet finale when Josh finally sings, and that oh, song makes me tear up. That whole sequence, when he started singing, I bawled like a little baby. That was just such a perfect setup. That was such a brilliant through line that to connect with his feelings and and finally sing is, is the his end voice goal. quivering. I mean, it's just perfect. Yeah, he you know because he doesn't. He's not a singer, Keegan-Michael Key, but, like, he can sing, and he was taking voice lessons, and they had him stop so that he can have a more natural, unpolished sound when he finally sang, which was the absolute right choice. choice. And, yeah, How We Change is so good. And I also, one of my favorite songs to listen to is actually the Schmigadoon reprise from the finale, where it's sort of like the groovy version of Schmigadoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, transition styles, which is fun. Yeah, which uh, they didn't really do for season two, which another. Yeah, know, I was like, I'm so thing. used to, even though you know, I'm so used to this, even though it's you know two seasons. <laughs> right. <I'm> like, <laughs> this is what they were supposed to do, and instead, you know, that whole final episode was like, oh, this is from like the next, the next era. Yeah, but you know, uh, Cinco said that uh, Rainbow Connection from the Muppet movie was really his inspiration, which is so funny. So that's why it leads me to be like, well, maybe it is a hint that we're going into, uh, you know, family films, Disney era. I mean, I'm on board for whatever his twisted little brain will think of. Yeah, seriously. Um, But I really would love a season that's doing the British mega musicals. It's going to happen. I mean, there was too many references to it to not 
Because, I mean, growing up, when I was a kid, because, you know, my parents were super conservative, it was more, you know, like, season one Schmigadoon. Like, those were the musicals I watched mm-hmm. as a kid, which is really funny, because, like, now I can't get I can't get my parents to watch a musical if I paid them. Like, they hate them, and I'm like, <laughs> why did I watch these so much as a kid? Like, if you guys didn't like them, why were they around? And it was probably right. just because it was something clean for me to watch, I suppose. Um, but then when I was in high school and starting to really get more into musical theater and stuff, it was, like, those British mega musicals and, like, Aida and, like, that whole, like, time period and so it wasn't until like later when i was like okay i can like watch and listen to a little more naughty stuff and i got you know like chicago and rent and like all that so that's been kind of like my progress through things and like my attachment to different points so going to the british mega musical will just be really awesome to go back to like that specific time in my life when i got into all of those and it'll just be fun and i I wonder how much so much fun to things to mine out of that too Oh yeah, and and I think if they go back, because uh, the time period—that's another interesting thing—is what I love. Season one, it's forties and fifties musicals, but set in the nineteen hundreds, nineteen tens era that a lot of those musicals took place. And then we went up twenty years to the sixties and seventies, and also twenty years in the setting to the twenties and thirties. But doing eighties, nineties, eighties and nineties musicals doesn't quite work set in the forties and fifties. So. I think we have to go way, way back to, like... Yeah, because a lot of those are, like, set in really old time periods. Yeah, so give me, like, gothic. Give me castles. Give me, uh, you know, Victorian era. I mean, because I feel like that would work for all the Lloyd Webber stuff. I feel like if you throw the Into the Woods characters, those can be set in any time period. Uh, which I think is really cool what they did with season two. Because, obviously, Sweeney Todd does not take place in the 1920s or 30s. But it, no, it fits not. so well it with did. that time period. I feel like uh, the sort of the, the Sondheim shows you'd want to bring into the 80s conversation, into the woods. And I think even um, like George Surratt artist type uh, for Sunday in the Park could work really in any time period. So uh, and, and just what a fun if we go if we go big and, you know, really have swinging chandeliers and castles and... yeah i mean because like obviously lana's and phantom are like the biggest shows from yeah that era so i feel like they would kind of have to be the overarching kind of like plot and those you would have to you would almost have to put those like back in the day yeah for it to work but i mean also syncopal is clearly a genius um yeah and I don't know what it's going to be called either. I've looked at every title. I know. I'm like, Broadway I've been musical. trying to think. I'm like, there's no like good title for it. I'm like, yeah, there's literally no you show. You could be that like Schmaris, but that's not like a show. <laughs> there's um. no show that opened in the 80s or 90s with a city in the title. Which is crazy. There's, there's City of Angels, but I don't think, you know, Shitty of Angels would probably play out pretty well. Uh, yeah. It... <laughs> So I don't know what he's going to do. We shall see. Yeah. I'm yeah. just very excited. I am I just want to know for sure, like, are we getting more or not? I just, like, the anxiety from not oh, knowing has been I eating know. me up since this finished. <laughs> I know. Well, the only thing that brings me a little bit of uh, solace is that we had to wait so long for season two to yeah. 
be confirmed, let alone come out. Yeah, it was a long uh, at least time before they announced a that. A long time. So at least it's not like they renewed it immediately yeah. after season like, one, and now we're in limbo. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, hopefully... Uh, hopefully it'll it'll try that you know like i said the strike is a major a major factor now which uh sucks but hey thank god we we got season two when we did yeah imagine they were like in the middle of filming oh god yeah that would not have uh not have been good yeah, not at all. Um, moving into season two, we get a little dirtier, a little grittier, a little yeah. sexier for, you know, obviously sexier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more, more overtly sexier. sexier. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean. And it's it's what it's it's the same cast. Uh, obviously, a lot of the same writers, Cinco, of course, but like new directors, all the art department, the set people, the you know the makeup they're all new because we were in a new world so they wanted a completely new feel and and just like what's so great is you know a lot of the movies like you mentioned seven brides another like we said problematic but favorite movie like when they're in the mountains you can see that painted backdrop clear as day you can tell they're in a studio and season one you know, of Schmigadoon give me too. a painted backdrop over a green screen <laughs> any day very true very true. But like season one of Shemigadoon is all indoors. It's all taken it all takes place in a soundstage. They are never on location at any point in that mo- in that season. No. <laughs> As opposed to season two, where they are now outside. They are on location. They are out in the real world. And the movies of that time period too, I mean like the Godspell film is filmed all over New York City and hair is all over. They're all on location films. So they really, it's just every every little thing has meaning behind it, and everything is thought out, which is just so cool. And I they filmed love the choreography of this so much, so good. They they filmed it at like three a.m. on a very very cold night. So actors, you know, sometimes people wonder why they make as much as they do, and I'm mm-hmm. like, do you know do you know what goes into filming stuff? Like this might be a three minute number. They could have worked on that for two weeks at night shoots. <laughs> oh yeah, easy. I mean, wearing it's... lingerie in the cold yeah. in Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, outdoors. I mean, it's really, it's, uh, it's really extreme. But it, the effect is so good. I love the. I don't know if you've watched the Chris Catelli breakdowns, but the... I've watched most of them. I, again, like I haven't been on YouTube for a little while recently, but I know I watch his breakdowns up through um episode four the talk to Four, yeah that was that was the last one that uh came out because he okay he's been he went on vacation a very much deserved vacation very much deserved and then came back and got super sick so yeah (laughs) she's like does this need to get out really soon because like i have no voice and i'm like it's it's fine we'll work it out it's not not in my movie review schedule like this is an extra thing that i'm just (laughs) doing because i'm a masochist and don't want to talk about shmigadoon right um but in the in the episode one he shared like uh a fun bit where they the hands the many gloved hands spelled spelled out out jazz. jazz Which is a fun bit. Um, so yeah, just it's it's just so much fun. 
I love the Titus Burgess burn on endings that are tragic. <laughs> Holding which, Melissa's hair and just making which, that face. Yeah, it's so good. And Chris came up with that. Chris came up with that. I remember lots of people in the comments of my video were like, you didn't point out this. It's like, well, it's just a joke. Like, it's not an Easter egg. Like, I'm not going to point out every j- <laughs> I'm not going to talk about every yeah, single moment about every of single the joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh but yeah that's that's there's that line then um in bells and whistles when she says like take your darling wife to dinner she does that little like eh, hand gesture yes <laughs> little moments Melissa. like that are so <laughs> funny uh, yeah, it kills uh, me. the endings that are tragic is like uh clearly clearly a gay man had that joke <laughs> nobody else would have thought of that no it's so funny no. and it's like would everybody necessarily even notice that joke? Because it's such a little, like, blink and you miss it thing. It It is. I mean, this show is so rewatchable, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've noticed new things seen... every single time. Yeah, and me too, be, which like, really weir- drives me crazy. Weird things that jump out. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, why didn't I mention this? Son of a mother. Yeah. Got really I recorded an episode the other day about something, and I was like, I got through this whole entire episode. And, like, there was, oh, it was on another podcast talking about Evil Dead Rise. And one of the things I loved about that movie was the sound design. And I was like, I literally talked about this for like an hour and a half on their podcast with them and never mentioned it oh. once. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, there's there's things I miss. And it's like, oh, I, uh. and then you just have to deal with the people pointing it out to you over yeah. and over and over again. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I'm aware. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's good. It means they're they're passionate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Pushes up glasses, Chicago. types out. Actually, as per my last email. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God. So, Chicago, the one-two punch of "Do We Shock You" and "Kaput." Oh. When I say I listened to this shit on repeat as soon as somebody <laughs> uploaded it to YouTube, and even before that, I was like, I'm just pulling up the episode on my phone and just going back and like right watching this clip on repeat it's so good do we shock you because like sweet charity i did i did charity in high school and i'd seen the movie a bajillion times so i knew that show really well and when they started with i mean you saw the red bar and just like oh here we go yeah i was just like oh my god they're doing big spender and then just the whole joke of them being shocking and it's not not shocking, shocking at in all. the slightest that was I one mean, of the things when i was on my uh follower follower drain <laughs> quote spree um i was listening to that and i almost put like i'm into boys and girls that just blow your mind and i'm like that's just gonna confuse everybody because now they're gonna think right. i'm bisexual and it's pride month and i'm like <laughs> i don't like girls it's, i really don't oh, but man. it's just it's so funny <laughs> it's it's so funny like i've got a tattoo <laughs> I mean, there's a man in a yeah, dress. The meat, I wonder the meatloafs any good. Like, of all the food items you could possibly right? mention. Meatloaf. Which I've seen the menu. I've seen the actual menu he's looking at, and it does list meatloaf on the menu, as well as corn pudding in the desserts. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is corn pudding a dessert? Like, I don't really know what... Um... It's so good. I made it. Like, I did a, I did a live stream after season one, and we made it live and it's oh, you're actually brave. it's like yeah. it's I don't basically know. i'll try pretty much anything but that does not look appetizing right it's basically cornbread it's like really you know it's it's cornbread like it's actually really good 
just when it's in that giant vat and just plopping out. Oh, yeah. Like, no, that's that, that, that not that what it looks like, like at all. That's like corn <laughs> gruel. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> I also love... The... <laughs> Skipping around. There's a moment where Betsy... Because, like, all the props in season one are clearly fake. Like, they I mean, oh, they yeah. talk about the foliage being fake and, like, Henry the Iceman's walking around holding that giant thing of ice with one hand. <laughs> but then, like, during corn pudding, Betsy is leaning with her I bare know. arm I, on I the clock that every corn time. pudding like, This pot. is like a boiling thing, and she's just, like, it's... got her arm, cas- you know, the really sensitive part of your arm, if you've ever burnt right? it on a stove, um, just casually resting there. It's wonderful. So Absolutely funny. delightful. Uh, the uh, moment in Dewey Shock You, that is my personal favorite. Actually, there's two. God. I don't even know why I use favorites. Like, it's all my favorite. Is a tie between the I've had an orgasm of female one and then the cigarette tap. 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 (laughs) I knew you were going to say the cigarette tap. It's so funny. But the thing that makes me laugh even more than that isn't even like a line. It's that like 50 second long pirouette that they do. Oh my (laughs) God. It's so good where they just keep going and going and going. And that's, you know, that's when you. When the, with the different style, with the with the quick cutting now as opposed to the long shots, you can yeah. do gags. It's like, like that. obviously they didn't do that because that's impossible. But right. the illusion of it, it's just so funny. It just keeps going, and Melissa and Josh are just like impassively, like whatever. <laughs> it's yeah, <laughs> which is a flash dance reference, according to Chris. Uh, yeah, I saw that, and I, <laughs> that was I mean, it's just, I also yeah. love the <laughs> shot of Erica and then the leg behind her. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm like, what is the logistics of this even? <laughs> like, there. That's what everyone wanted to know. Everyone's like, you gotta find out how we did the. And it's like, well, you know, it's somebody's like clearly somebody's them. just not... behind, you know, out of frame that's doing that. But my eight year old became obsessed with that dance move, and all throughout the house was trying to recreate it, like with just herself. <laughs> Honey, your, and... <laughs> your body can't can't do that. Like it oh, physically man. can't. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh... Great visual gag, sequence. and just the expression on her face, just so deadpan. Yeah. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And then, uh, yeah, then we meet uh, Ariana DeBose's MC. Which I was which sad is... we didn't see more of. I mean, obviously, her schedule is so busy. But I yeah, love like, was... the little mustache. Uh, oh, wonderful. So good. Yeah, I was. I definitely was sure she would not be in season two, just because, yeah. I mean, uh you win an not, Oscar, your schedule gets a little busy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's you're blowing up. You probably don't want to go back to not obviously Schmigadoon's amazing, but you know, it's it's not the biggest hit in the world, clearly. Uh, but yeah, no, I I think that's a testament to the show that she made a point on returning for at least a little bit. Yeah, because I think um, what they have her like three days or something. Yeah, yeah, that's why she only yeah she only gets the one song and. Which is amazing. Scenes. I mean, the fact that she was able to film all this stuff in three days is just, what Incredible. a pro. Absolutely. And so just, like, the... naturally serve, like, one of the best songs in the... <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, just flawless. Um, but, yeah, then, then, then Kaput, which is... Kaput. So good. It's so good. The jokes in this song and the rhymes and... Uh, my personal favorites is um, your rear sublime, but now it's time you go to visit for my foot. <laughs> Makes me laugh yeah. a lot. I <laughs> uh, love that. We've had a fine affair, but now get out of mine hair. Yes. Oh, I my mean... God. The way I screamed when she said mine hair. <laughs> <laughs> and they formed the, the swastika, the swastika. With their arms. 
<laughs> I was like, did they? I went did back. They just I was like, that? did they just? Did... <laughs> I was nervous about asking Chris about it because, like, what if he's like, no? What are you talking about? There's no swastika. <laughs> like they clearly no, make a swastika. Of course, it was intentional, but like, <laughs> but like the way it's framed, it's like just off, so it's not like a super obvious swastika. Right? But I was like, they they just did that. And then one of and... the kick up, one of the kick up, one of the club guys is reading a mind comp backstage yeah. <laughs> after the show. Like it's just so funny. And the spinning chair that just keeps getting uh, the chair just, just keeps multiplying. Going. <laughs> yeah, it's like the scene from Poltergeist with the chairs on the table. I mean, they just like make these formations. So funny. That was so good. So good. Uh, so, I mean, it, she needs to play that role. I mean, she needs to do yeah, something. Yeah, I, um, because, you know, when all the casting for Wicked was going on and I knew that her name was mm-hmm. in the conversation, I was like, really? Dove can-? And then, you know, I see her do this performance and I'm like, oh, she actually would be a really fucking great Glenda. <laughs> she really would. I mean, uh, yeah, I was, I was bummed. I mean, from what I've seen so far of. It's yeah, I mean, I think great, Ariana but... will kill it, but um, but yeah, I definitely thought it was a it was a good role for it would have been a good role. Yeah, for like I would love sure. to see her do it on Broadway. Like, let yeah. her play Glinda at some point if she ever wanted to take on a project like that. Because you know, as an artist, doing Broadway is a little bit of a commitment. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, just a, just a unless little. you're in Chicago, then you only have to do a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do Chicago? You learn this super right? complicated dance moves, but you only have to do it for a couple months. Exactly. Um, who's your favorite, Roxy? Uh, oh, Poppin. Charlotte Dembois. Uh, mine is Brandy. I. Mm. I thought Brandy My was fear- a phenomenal Roxy Hart. My favorite Billy Flynn is Jaime. Jaime Camille did it uh, on Broadway. He was great. I, uh, I'm trying to think who played. He might have actually been the Billy because I saw a you know good old slime tutorial because I have not been to New York City. Mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ones I watched was you know when Brandy and I was like oh she's actually really good. Um, I'm trying to think he might have actually been the Billy Flynn in that one. I'll have to look when we got off because now I'm curious. I did. Um, because now that you said that, I'm like, oh, I think that actually might have been him. Because he's not somebody I was super familiar with outside of Schmigadoon. I haven't seen like the shows he's been on that are huge that everybody. Yeah, has we seen. had watched uh, most of Jane the Virgin. Um, I like you said, you're not that much of a comedy guy. I am only a comedy guy. Mm. Like dramas. Yeah, see, is I'm, very a big, rare I'm a big. I'm a big horror. <laughs> I'm like it's either horror or like musicals in Disney, <laughs> or like Oscar bait dramas. I uh, very rarely just drop into the comedy world yeah see i only i very rarely go out of the comedy world but uh so in jane the virgin it gets really uh gets a little serious towards the end i I petered out but jaime in jane the virgin is one of the greatest comedic performances you'll ever see i loved him in that show before i ever saw him on uh in the in schmigadoon or got to know him uh I mean, that's truly a masterful performance. He, his fan base is crazy. Him and Aaron Tveit's fan base are rabid. I mean, not speaking ill of them. They're just very enthusiastic fan bases. Uh, it's pretty wild. I've gotten, you know, obviously I'm on their radar with uh, the Schmigadoon. And they, uh, yeah, they both have big fan bases. <laughs> I, sure. I 100% believe that. Um 
no comment. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have a about, subreddit? Do you have, have an Aaron Tveit subreddit? I have uh, feelings about Aaron Tveit. <laughs> no, uh, that's too much work. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the things I would do to have him just like stare into my eyes and sing something. Right. <clears throat> Anyway, <laughs> fan myself for a second. Speaking of Aaron, I can feel today, the thought bubble. Um, <laughs> Dorothy Aware, lyrical genius. <laughs> oh, God, the fact that they re- reference squirrels and robins again, which he referenced in uh, "You Can't Tame Me" in season one. I mean, like, mm-hmm. who thinks of stuff like that? That's next level. That's like. Easter egg of an Easter egg. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, Doorway to Wear is such a great take on the nonsensical Pippin lyrics. Uh, so good. And it's such a good song. It's so just, yeah. It's such a, it's I a mean, pretty, it's a pretty solo. It's a great male solo. And this his little dance movie does on camels make love in the desert. <laughs> I mean, it's and the chair, <laughs> the table yeah. with the chair. Uh, he says something about like, what is it? Wine? Like he like he mimes like holding a bottle. I mean, it's just so funny. He's he's so like he's serious about it. It's just it's wonderful, wonderful yeah. performance. Yeah, uh, that wig does a lot of wonderful heavy lifting. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that wig, so good. I need to eat. So I had never seen. Um, Oh my god! Now my brain's just like completely blanking out on me. A chorus line? Yes, I had never seen a chorus line, and then after this, I was like, "Oh, I need to um, I need to dig into this." Oh no! And did you watch the movie? Um, I actually watched clips from the movie and the show, and then I listened to the original Broadway cast album. Oh, good. Yeah, the movie's times. terrible. Um, I got that impression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but this yeah. sequence is so fun. I like it was hilarious anyway. But once I like had the reference in mind and then went back to it, yeah, hysterical. You, the jokes in this sequence. I was just like, Aunt, you know, you got Anne there with her blonde wig, screaming, you know, German fun sex even act, pounding like, her stick. <laughs> we'll take the whole combination facing away from the wall. Like, it makes no what sense. an absurd line. <laughs> But it's such a great, you have to say it because it's just so integral to <laughs> facing away from the, away from the mirror. I mean, it's <laughs> so, I mean, it's just so funny. Yeah. And like the and, squat on why did I have so many kids? Yeah. And she and... looks down. I mean, and <laughs> oh God, it's yeah. And then the, the get into those little monologues and you have the Liesel monologue, which the is Liesel is so funny. Type so, of the whistle, just the, yeah. The type of the whistle. <laughs> it's like, and, why did they just randomly throw in like this character that's lethal from the sound oh of music? God, that's when I started classes. I mean, it's just so good. <laughs> and uh, Buffalo Puberty, which yep, is a, it. it's a reference to a a monologue, a specific monologue in a chorus line. But I didn't, I didn't talk about it too much because the line is uh, like um, the line in a chorus line is. I thought about killing myself, but to kill yourself in Buffalo seems redundant. So, like, that's the joke in a chorus line. He talks about growing up in Buffalo. But I didn't want to, you know, kill yourself now. It's such a different <sighs> It's so loaded. I have really thing. bad depression, so, like, I, I'll, I'll make jokes because I'm, like, I, I'm allowed. Um, right? Same. <laughs> I same. try to be, like, as sensitive as I can about it, but, like, 
at some point I'm like, I just have to laugh about stuff. And also that's just funny. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's so, just funny. <laughs> it, I mean, it really is. But yeah, I try not to <laughs> bring in the real world too much. With uh... Also, I mean, I feel like podcasters can get away with things that YouTubers can't. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. It is a, a fine line. <laughs> it's a fine, fine line. <sighs> So good. To reference another show. Um, yeah. Good old Avenue Q. Yeah. Ann Harada. Avenue Q. I did merch for Avenue Q on Broadway for many years. And then I did the first national tour. She wasn't on it. Um, but I did the merch for the first national tour for over a year. So I've seen Avenue Q over 500 times. That is a lot of times to see Avenue Q. But that's a good show. So it's not like. It it's a great show. And it was a short show. Yeah. And like it's not oh. like it's, it's not Les Mis. It's not like three hours long. Yeah. And the next show I toured was so was... damn long. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. The. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched uh, any Forbidden Broadway. I saw a production oh, yes. of uh, Forbidden Broadway SVU once mm-hmm. uh, that was traveling. I saw it in Palm Beach, and it was wonderful. And, I mean, their Les Mis sequences are so funny. Oh, so good. I Actually, I remember I saw SVU the day that Jerry Orbach died. Oh, crazy. And they had to, like, come out before the show and be like, hey, everyone. So <laughs> this might be a little awkward, but the opening of our show, referencing in the Law and Order, but here we are <laughs> yeah you can't just like change the show at that point yeah exactly the show must but, go uh, on but uh yeah that was a uh, uh, interesting you know i love love forbidden broadway i'm glad you're the first person i've ever met that appreciates forbidden broadway like i do um, oh yeah I, my very go ahead. i like it my very first trip to new york i saw 11 shows in six days. Oh my god. And yeah, I'm a psycho. And the very last one I saw was Forbidden Broadway, which spoofed all the shows I had just seen. And uh, I've been a huge fan of every edition ever since then. I've seen four or five editions in person at this point. I'm a uh, huge fan of parody done well. I think it's very funny and a underappreciated art form. So mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Forbidden Broadway. I think it's wonderful. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Forbidden Broadway song? Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put you on the spot now. Yeah, I'm like, uh, this is this is what it's like. Um, off the top of my head, I really love the Wickeder sequence. Mm-hmm. I feel like I bring that up a lot. And, you know, people never get it, but I, <laughs> that's probably my favorite. I also quite like, oh man, there's so much, there's so there's much so of it that's ones. good. I really love, um, you got to get a puppet. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's wonderful. Uh, there's some wonderful lines in there. So good. Uh, so those whole... would probably be the, be the two things but i mean there's times i still will like if i'm listening to defying gravity or something i just like switch out the words to uh, forbidden broadways <laughs> yes <laughs> yes for sure i do that with a lot of a lot of shows yeah. actually now that i think about it like i'll be listening to it i'm just like so strap me in a harness <laughs> um yeah good times uh, uh speaking of vamping bobby's vamp hysterical oh, the, so good and the, <laughs> you know, you know, get us off on technicalities. <laughs> I mean, that is just so good. I asked when I oh you saw it. I asked Chris about it, and he like gets blushed so hard. I mean, it's just it's so good. And um, I'm working on it, but I, I I'd like to help, but I just can't handle your appeal. I mean, like that's so good. That's such good writing. 
Yeah. I mean, everything Jane Krakowski does in season two is just so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Cold birthday check writers. I mean, what a great line. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's like directly under last night my dinner was a candle. (laughs) I come from a long line of cold birthday check writers. writers. (laughs) Oh, God. It's like such a it's such a weird weird joke. It's so weird. It's so weird. But But like everybody, like you're like, oh, I I get it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. Bobby's Bobby's vamp. Yeah, that's a good one. Nothing I can't do except look bad in any type of suit. (laughs) (laughs) Which is true. Which is all true. It's so true. (laughs) So true. My lag is from God. <laughs> no, no. And she, when she pushes, no, Cecily's no, head. no. <laughs> and she does like the finger like circles when she yes. walks. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's All so of the Fosse moves are my favorite because I mean, Fosse just wow. Uh, yeah, for sure. We already talked about how amazing busting out is. Everybody's gotta oh. get naked is just hilarious. I love that song it's so it's also just so catchy i mean it's all so the catchy. songs i just catchy. i love the grease references and then just like <laughs> the flowers don't wear pants so i should we which is one of the which stupidest, i didn't notice for lines. like probably i don't know how many times i'd listened to that before i caught that line because i don't generally <laughs> watch stuff with su- sh- subtitles and it does it is mm-hmm. in the subtitles um but at that point when i did watch it with subtitles i already had like noticed it but i'm like oh that's so funny it's so good that whole sequence and yeah, <laughs> oh, so wonderful. Just a good nudity number is just great. I mean, yeah, can't mess with can't mess with a good nudity number. And then we get a huge, huge Sweeney segment, which if you're like oh. you've been waiting for all season. Yes, I was couldn't wait for Cinco's take on Sondheim, which I wasn't disappointed, of course. No, not at all. I mean, we get an eight rhyme streak in there. I, th- I think it's eight rhymes in a row. I never tried to count it, but it's a lot. Yeah, it's the mice, thrice, not very nice, take my advice. Yeah, there's like, yeah, it's eight, yeah, it's a, it's eight a rhymes. Lot. And I, I just mean, love the brats and brats. It's just genius. Absolutely. I mean, what what more could you ask for? Also, Alan Cumming as Dooley is just hysterical. So good. I don't know how anybody... That dinner scene with the four of them, (laughs) I sat there and, like, I paused it and turned to to my friend and I was just like, how did they get through this? Apparently they didn't. Apparently that was the last take on the last... I mean, they... I mean, he's using the cleaver to spoon his mashed potatoes. I mean, let's And they're just, just saying these ridiculous <laughs> things to each other and just like her accent and... It <laughs> My hair falls out all the time. You don't hear me complaining. <laughs> yes, thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, both her accents, too, are just exquisite in them in themselves uh, i just i'm really entertained when anyone does like a cockney accent that's like <laughs> it, it's just, always funny like and even when the orphans are like but truth is we are scrumptious truth, instead yes. of truth the truth truth is so funny me yeah that's one of my favorite bits of that song it's just truth. like the weird little things that i'm just like that's so yeah. funny i don't know why i think it's funny but it's funny Absolutely. Uh, i like what i like 
<laughs> but yeah, all the Sweeney stuff is just great. And Melissa's reaction to the whole like ongoing joke and, you know, huge plot point that she doesn't know Sweeney. Right. And, Which was, I, mean, I thought was just a joke, but it pays off. Yeah, it pays off so well. And also, Sweeney with a splash would be amazing. You are correct. Right? Um, <laughs> but I also did have this thought. I'm like, if she got far enough where, like, she was getting splashed in the face with blood, I mean, I'm sure this yeah, was traumatic, so she might have blocked it out. I'm like, wouldn't she know that, like, <laughs> it's this true, is the direction it's things are going to going in? It's, yeah, a little bit of a plot. Of but well, it's, it's, you know. it's very funny. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll we'll take it. We'll uh, we'll let it slide. Uh, I will say, I think the funniest actual joke in season two is the Nancy Drew joke. Uh, <laughs> I was a huge Nancy Drew Hardy Boy fan when I was younger, uh, so I greatly appreciated that. I mean, since she strikes that pose, yeah, and... the pose and the flashlight. I'm like, it's literally Nancy Drew on the hidden staircase. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> wonderful. I'm like, if that was Cinco that wrote that line, that is wonderful. Um, love yeah. a good Nancy Who, Drew reference. What, uh, what episode is that? Four or three? No, it's in five because it's the same one that they go to set up. Um, that they go to set up Patrick Page because it's right before they're caught by um, Dooley and not Mrs. Lovett. Um, when they're in the butcher shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. five, isn't it? Oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who wrote episode five can't remember i can't think of it off the top of my head but yeah genius genius reference i love yeah. a good um obscure reference it's like so singular <laughs> but it's like haha, the people that would appreciate that will really appreciate it right um we could talk an hour about bells and whistles i'm sure oh um, that whole sequence is just <laughs> extraordinary and it's all her there's no stunt i know i was no talking nothing. to anna i literally because i couldn't remember um who all was in the crowd now i, I Hadn't even said what I was referencing, and I was just like, oh, my God, did you get to? And, like, I got that far in the sentence, and was like, no! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really, it's, and then she's got those sparklers, which were real, I mean. The roller skates, and just. The roller (laughs) skates, which, uh, you know, she knew us how to do. She was roller skating on Broadway in 19. Yep, yeah, she was. Also, in Yellow Jackets, they make a really funny reference to Moonlight Express that I feel like two people that watch Yellow Jackets got the, that joke, but uh, right. I Starlight personally Express. greatly appreciate it. Christina Ricci and Elijah Wood um, are in a car. Oh, I love, those. And, I love those guys. Oh, the cast in this is amazing. It's all like huge 90s stars. And uh, <laughs> he pulls out like a suitcase of musicals, and we already know that her character like mus- likes musicals. And it's like tapes that are like super labeled of like very specific performances. And he's like, Well, what do you want to do? And she like won't pick. So he like goes to reach for something. She's like, Don't get Starlight Express. Like, and they have this big argument <laughs> about Starlight Express. That's so <laughs> and she's funny. like, It's just like trains doing syndrome. Anyway, it's really funny. And I'm just like, oh, That's wonderful. I love that they randomly put a Starlight Express reference of all things in this show about cannibalism and murder. Um, <laughs> wonderful wonderful stuff but yeah bells and whistles i mean the tribulation any... of season two basically yeah it's i mean how can that everyone should win an emmy for that everyone involved i know i'm like man you can only give i'm like i just want to give everybody emmys they're all right? so good so good bells so and 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 what a genius move to 
have the song itself musically be a takeoff of Dance 10 Looks 3 mm. and not Razzle Dazzle because that would have been so expected. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was expecting. I'm like, oh, it's going to be the Razzle Dazzle number and it's not. And yeah, it, so visually, know, I feel like there's these little like flourishes to other things. And I yeah. did love you guys clocking um, her shark like expression approaching the bench. <laughs> that intense yes. stare is one of my favorite things that Jane Krakowski does in this series. With the boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah. The soft boiled egg hands are just wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Also, when I found out that was the actual term of that dance move, I had thought it was a joke for literally years. <laughs> I did not know that's literally what it was called. And when I found out, I texted like everyone I know and was like, oh my God, you know, that's actually called soft boiled egg hands. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, musical theater's fun. Musical theater. It's the best. Uh, Patrick Page gets his amazing, amazing solo. Oh, I, I could this, listen to that complete man Complete with sing. self-flagellation. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. That is so funny. That's so dark. I also love when uh, the he says Melissa Skinner and... He's I like, believe I believe she goes, she goes by, goes by gimbal. gimbal. I mean, uh, it's such a great little line. Because <laughs> uh, you, you would assume that she took his last name. Yeah. But she clearly didn't. I mean, it's just the narrative. Titus is so good in this whole series. His looks to the camera are genius. Absolute genius. So good. And vocally, oh my God. Insane voice. I mean, everybody has an insane voice in this, but. Especially like famous as hell when he really gets to. Oh wail. my god, those notes he hits! Oh, oh, gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Oh yeah, um, my favorite sequence: talk to daddy. Oh, dancing, and I mean, I've never actually watched Sweet Charity, but like, everybody knows the rich man's frug. Yeah, and it's it's the rich man's frug and. Uh, uh, rhythm of life which are my two See, i didn't know that i watched it later moments. thank you for pointing the reference out because i was like "Ooh, now there i need go. to look this up i know what to look for and yeah. it was just a wonderful all the visual references to it and the storytelling bits and then just like all the dance moves that are just yeah so well like, known they're dancing these amazing dances while having sock puppets on their hands <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, that's Schmigadoon in a nutshell right there. Yes. So <laughs> They're doing, funny. like, super classic hardcore Fosse, but with sock puppets. Yeah. On their hands. <laughs> in a junkyard. I mean. Yes. <laughs> come on. It's so good. Yeah, Talk to Daddy is definitely the breakout song of the of the season, I think. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's, like, season two's corn pudding. I don't know, yeah. but, like, Corn Pudding's super catchy on its own, and I don't know if Talk to Daddy, like, without the context and, like, seeing it, if it works as well. Like, I can't say, because I just have it intrinsically. Like, I've, I've, I've watched Talk to Daddy so many times. <laughs> it's so good. I you know That's another pudding. one that when I listen to, I have to just, like, when it's, like, jan, jan, and I'm, like, hold oh, yeah. one arm out, and I'm, like, if only I could just really balance on one foot and do this. Right? Um, I mean, you but have I to am, do I'm not that. Erica. <laughs> but in my in my mind and in my body that's what i'm feeling at that moment right right you've got to channel your inner erica yeah corn uh, pudding channel, is great but i don't know why it broke off into this phenomenon that it did i mean i 
it's I, it really is a bop though and it's it, it really is it really is i just it always surprised me like that's the song that people really took to it's just i feel like it's the most absurdist of any of the song maybe that's why it's by the most far, yeah i mean song. by far it's the most absurd song in all of season one <laughs> is this yeah. absolute bop about corn pudding talk to daddy and then talking about people's reactions dove cameron her reactions to everyone dancing around her are the, some of the funniest things i've ever in seen the in whole my season life. and she's just like ooh. i mean she's like i she's also like because she's like very in 20s and this is very 60s with the hippies she sort of feels a little old-fashioned during it which is mm-hmm. really fun i mean it's the and whole she's thing she's doing such a good sally balls yeah <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I died like that whole the first time I like I will never forget the first time I saw this sequence, and just <laughs> her reactions—they're so funny, like it's so funny. I honestly, I'm never gonna get a chance to talk to Dub Cameron about this, but if I did, like I would ask her so much, literally just about this sequence. Like, how was she directed? Like, did she just come yeah. up with like? <laughs> and like she was, you know, Chris talks about how like. Her and also Keegan and Cecily, like, they were constantly filming other things and rehearsing yeah, other things. Yeah, they basically so, like, just kind of got dropped into this. Dropped in. So, like, her reactions are somewhat genuine, which are... But just... when I see stuff like that that's so specific, I'm just like, was this a, like, directorial note? Is this the actor just being complete genius in the moment? I think it's I just... just I, I mean, want to know about the process, but, I mean, yeah. whatever it is, the result is phenomenal and some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen. Like, that episode finished, I called, I called Sean and was like give Dove Cameron an Emmy right now for this episode alone. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Her dippy expressions and reactions and little <laughs> excitement. Just, uh, just genius. Yeah, she's like genius little like timing. bob head, you know, just, yeah. And the, especially like the mutter, 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 mother, father, like her just like <laughs> just slowly, giddy. slowly smiling and just like bobbing her head to it. Just wonderful. Also, mutter, 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 mother, father. I mean, that's just such a genius hysterical. line. That's so good. It's such a catchy song. It really is. It's so catchy. And then they follow it up with the incredibly beautiful something real. Yeah, which is such a... And it again, it's brilliant because it feels like something real in this universe. Yeah. Uh, and of course, and it's Cinco such a fascinating episode because like, there's half the episode, there's not really any singing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think there's three songs... There's three, usually three big songs per episode. Yeah. And this, this well, these are just, three. it's very loaded, like, in the back half of it, rather than spread out. The first half is a lot more talking and stuff. And I yeah. mean, Dove gets that really emotional scene, talking about her dad. And right. just her, like, ta-da! Like, it's just, she's so phenomenal in that episode. So good. Yeah, but it has the most uh, bigger-than-life songs with Talk to Daddy and then Good Enough to Eat Later. And then it's oh, grounded with something real. Yeah, <laughs> that whole, yeah. The moment everybody lost their shit. <laughs> I mean, it's they're doing so it. They're going funny. there. They're gonna, <laughs> gonna kill the orphans. They're gonna kill the and the, the orphans are gonna participate. Not only are they gonna participate, but they're gonna Happily. be so happy about it. <laughs> they're gonna gleefully put themselves on plates, literally. I mean, and the wink to the camera. It. It's just <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. So good and little. I I think I messaged you about this, but I hadn't seen anybody bring it up. And so I asked Cinco about it. Um, So we've got Patty or Chuck 
I was like, oh, they're referencing her doing your good man, Charlie. Oh, right. Right. And uh, so I reached out to Cinco and he was like, that wasn't intentional, but you know, that's a cool accident that that happened. And also just shout out Christian Chenoweth who brought it to his attention because I tweeted it and then she saw it. I'm like, Christian Chenoweth knows who I am. I can die happy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I loved that that was a reference that wasn't intentional, but I was the only one on the planet that caught it apparently. You you win. I thought it immediately. I was just like, Patty or Chuck? She's talking about you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Because, you know, they put in like the grease things with Aaron Tveit. Yeah. They're just doing doing a reference. But that Happy whole sequence accident. is just wonderful and like so good. Oh, and so it's... rare! <laughs> Job well done. Yeah, like sticker well, with with, <laughs> just... the, with the little things that are the exact Mayor Men Love. Uh, yeah, buttons from season one. I mean, and then like let's do a tap tap dance to Hard Knock Life, and uh, then we're gonna do the Turkey Lurkey dance. <laughs> yeah, and you've got put on a happy face in there with this incredibly dark, kill children killing number. I mean, it's it's genius absolute genius i just <laughs> that episode finished and i'm like how are they going to top this like how how are and then you get the it? turkey lurkey uh reference the turkey you know, lurkey the... killed me so good like i mean and it's and it's a type of meat i mean it's just yeah it's it works every so level. perfectly and it's just it's every so level funny. yeah and uh, those kids phenomenal absolutely phenomenal so good and they worked so hard on on that show Cecily singing maybe it's my turn now oh forget it tears so in good. my eyes chills so good that I song like, i feel like oh, that's... they're doing maybe this time it's so good yeah every every female who has felt you know not worthy of the spotlight is gonna sing that song for a long time and rightfully so it's so good it's so good. Cecily's so good. I'm so glad that they really like showcased her several times in this to like show that she really can like hold her own. Yeah, and then and, and Keegan's face world. when he's watching her. Oh yeah, just... you're like, oh, he's not acting like. No, <laughs> no. He talks about him and Cinco talk about it all the time. How they were in tears watching her perform that number. Uh, because they do it all. I mean, on set live and in person so i love when they do i mean it doesn't always work for things some things you obviously can't but when they Mm -hmm. are able to do stuff that they can do live singing it just it's such a different energy oh yeah yeah and we already talked about famous as hell oh i Uh, love that song it's one of my favorites in the whole series it's so good it's so and i I mean mean, uh, keegan doing the jesus pose is yes Yeah. And uh, God, the jokes in this are just so good. Uh, what do you think the joke per minute ratio is? <laughs> oh my God. I mean, like three per second. There's I like, feel you like. know, seven visual jokes in the background going on. Yeah. It's a joke on top of a reference, on top of an homage, on top of another joke. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's good enough to eat, I would say. Aha. Uh-huh, I see what you did there. <laughs> reference. You betrayed yeah. me. We've mentioned how funny Aaron oh. and... But what we haven't mentioned is Dove Cameron snapping. Oh, I mean, I every I have to Hysterical. snap every time I hear, listen to it. I, you have yeah, to. Yeah, same. I have to do it. 
and and also Keegan letting loose and like wailing on his little one line <laughs> and his little self righteous face too. It's just uh, well, Cecily's just like, what? Are you what? Doing? Where did that come from? Yeah, so good. I wish it was a full extended sequence, but I know yeah. I would like. This is one of those shows. I'm like, I wish you know. Sometimes musicals like you know, hairspray the movie. They'll be like, oh, it, here's like a special feature, the whole mm-hmm. musical number. And I would love if they did that with Schmigadoon. Like, you have an extended <sighs> musical number? Let me see it. Yeah. Yep. I know. I wish they would do lots of things. I want. I want a blooper like, release reel. Of physical I media of this. But anyway. Something. <sighs> At least anything. Apple TV Plus. Come on now. I want this on my shelf. Yes. I mean, and uh, we get Anne and Jaime's wonderful duet. Oh. Really? Oh, for, well, so before it's that, we have those ooh, two what did I miss? twins, the Bernstein twins. Oh my god! <laughs> I I <laughs> don't even know what to twins. say about that except that it's nightmare-inducing. <laughs> it's so funny, and then like, if you look in the, you can see them reflected like during Anne and Jaime's song, like, and they're still dancing mm-hmm. and doing their little movements. Just her face me up. looking at them on stage is so funny. <laughs> so good that that just look of god where 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 am i am i like what is what is this life that i'm in <laughs> how did i get here it's so good yeah but then we finally get that amazing duet and we get some some baccarat promises promises mm-hmm. which we haven't had which is a really you know that they can bring in a whole new style and sort of genre at in, this point at you're like minute. oh shit that was missing yep and it's and there's so many like musical jokes in it. Like they talk about how it goes on and on and on and on while the musical phrase goes on longer yes. than you think it should go on. I mean, like that's next level. She said she had a lo- really hard time in that to not just uh, sing the song and like remember to be German and like say und. <laughs> and she's like, right? if you really pay attention to it, my German accent like slips in and out really bad during that performance. Uh, I think she's being hard on herself because I think it is delightful. Absolutely, you know. But Jaime's accent doesn't go anywhere during it, so you oh, know. no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, he's just so beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful man. He is a beautiful, beautiful man inside and out for sure. Yeah, uh, we also talked about his legs <laughs> as well, <as> Jake Kowski's. <laughs> That's Jaime's true. They could have his... a leg off. Yeah. <laughs> Jane would win because it's Jane. Well, Jane. yeah, you know, I and, think I think even Jaime <laughs> would agree with that. But yeah, their duet is just, and that's also like a low key little bop. And you've got the three yeah, girls. it's such a pretty song. I love listening to it and singing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, really appreciate the little shake of the shaker and time with the music at the beginning. Oh, it makes it's a little touches. It's really little the little details. things that just make me so happy. They go a long way. And then you get like the, the girl, one of the, the three girls. They they went further. Uh, eventually, when my when I record episode five with Chris, I've seen the previs already. And like, the girl who's a little bit behind, she gets in the previs. She gets drunker and drunker as the song gets. Uh, is on. she the one she's, that's like always drinking? Yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. like uh, late <laughs> on all the choreography and like all these things because she's just hammered by the end of the song. They toned it down a little bit for the final product. So funny. That's another returner. She was also featured in. Cross mm-hmm. that bridge from season one. The cross that bridge dancers, I think, are all so funny. Like, I wish they had all gotten little featured moments in season right? two because they just have such interesting faces. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a really great ensemble. Very. They're their own character, like I said before, and it really works. It's it's a, they're individual and yet they're a group, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this episode, the wrap up in this, Cecily. being sexy trying to sit in that chair <laughs> the head toss the you're just too too <laughs> i was crying i, mean, I was laughing so hard at her it's cecily in her element like that is i mean that's the 10 years bread and butter of SNL. <laughs> i mean yeah the trying to be sally Bowles and like in the end when he says that great line about like how i never feel remorse she's like uh, 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> With that, with that forced <laughs> laugh. I mean, I also love when he looks when Krat looks back at Josh and he like try like looks like he's inspecting the phone. Yeah, he just mean, like it's just so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's wonderful and just Cecily headline a big comedy, please. Yeah, well, she did uh, a play, a comedy play that uh, Lily Tomlin originated, "Search for Signs of Intelligent Life." I couldn't get in. I couldn't get a ticket to it, but I was hoping that would transfer, but obviously it did not. Oh, well. Right. Give it 15 years. They'll... There you go. <laughs> uh, time. Uh, such a good episode. Wonderful. And that leads us off on that cliffhanger, and then we get the finale full of bangers that not all make to the soundtrack. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over and done. That was just such a wild and weird and beautiful opening because it was i mean it's like well we're over it's over i was like oh well just why don't you kick me when i'm down cinco uh, this yeah. sad song about the show being over but i also love uh titus just walking on silently and he like looks at the camera like you guys have no idea what's about to happen and he's right starts I, that I number no and idea where it was gonna go oh it's so beautiful i mean it trans uh, transcends the show in in a lot i mean that sounds like a negative towards the show but i mean it's just no it's just it's it's really good it's just really really good and the, her phrasing on it and her how she sounds i mean it was written for her so uh Cinco really knows how to write for people that's a skill mm-hmm. that not every composer has and he no excels <laughs> at it greatly i mean with that and maybe it's my turn now i mean written for these people. I mean, that's just... It's in my range and everything. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, so good. Yeah. The jokes can curl. Be corrupt. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> be corrupt, but have some pride or whatever she says. Yeah. For, for $10. And... Yeah. You got a saw back? Uh, <laughs> Jane. And you got Jane. Josh in that underground layer underneath uh, so the his... sweeney layer <laughs> yeah exactly so funny i love the sets the sets for this show and like if you look at set pictures because there's a bunch of them i haven't really gotten to post too many of them on in the videos but i mean it's it's a it's a one it's this unit set i mean it's all there it's all one piece you can walk around it in real time it's i mean it's just so extraordinary the the world that they built it. I want I want someone to make me like a scale model of the whole town. Oh, wouldn't that be so cool? That'd be so cool. I wish I was crafty like that to make that. 
but I, I definitely am not. Just <laughs> be like, prop department, you made this tiny exactly. bus. Just, <laughs> exactly. just do the whole thing. Just give me the whole thing. Exactly. Like, proven that you can do this to scale. Come on. It's not that hard. If what they let me on that what set, I would, I would steal everything I could get my hands on if I, they let me on that property. If so you could take one random thing from set, what would it be? The Welcome to Chicago sign. Welcome to Chicago sign. Absolutely, 100%. I want that, and I want the season one Welcome to Schmigadoon sign. Uh, I want one of the statues from your queer one. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I, I think take. They... Whichever one I could find that was the most ridiculous, I would take. That's Maybe the one that so like funny. the guy is like, upside the down, wrestling. like holding on to the other penis. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Like, where did they find this oh stuff? Oh, my God. So good. <laughs> I think those are all actually from Alan Cummings' house, probably. probably I'd, his, I'd 100% his personal. do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So funny. Uh, I love the something real reprise. It's so pretty. So pretty. And, like, you know, in, in the original, it's I can't tell what you're feeling. But then when they sing mm-hmm. it, it's I can tell just what you're feeling. I mean, it's so it's... It's subtle, but it's, it's so... It's subtle, but it's beautiful and they sound so good together their on voices it. sound so good together in that i feel like that's the best keegan has sounded besides his you know that didn't mean to do it you know that whole yeah. section i mean it's yeah but yeah so that's beautiful. a whole different vibe than doing this like yeah and it's it's so and you've got the whole town really trying to keep them into chicago mm-hmm. with and also, I feel like a bit of us, Presenting the audience, really too. good arguments, too. Right? I mean, I would stay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like us, the audience, too, is almost a character in it. And we want them a little bit to stay in Chicago. Yes, definitely. Um, but, uh, but they don't. And then we meet Oscar and Steven, uh, officially. Oscar and Steven. Which, I mean... I was very my... glad that in season two... They brought the leprechaun back at the end because <laughs> season one, that bothered me. I'm like, why doesn't he come back? They just it's... bring Martin Short in for one super right? random ass scene. <laughs> the beginning when they're like, by the way, here's first... the leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> in my very first breakdown of episode one, season one, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if this was, we never heard from the leprechaun again. And sure enough, we never heard from him again until season two. But now we found out that uh, there are two two leprechauns and their brothers and i love it i'm gonna get them tattooed on me sometime i 100 percent approve of that tattoo i love the happy beginning song it's beautiful i love that they bring it into the real world like yeah well they tears and the going to color and did you catch the little like when the orphans come in like i'm okay i'm okay oh, it's very that's... into the woods yeah, the moment when they sing "I'm okay, we're okay," that's when I start crying every time I listen to the song. It's so it's so sweet and just so melancholy, reassur- and... Yeah, melancholy and and uh, reassuring, and even just the whole idea of a time like you know, there's not happy endings, but you can always have a happy beginning. It's just it's really beautiful, really beautiful. Yeah, and they go to the real world, and we see. They're going to have a baby, which is lovely. Although I wish somebody pointed out, I can't remember where. And I was like, yeah, that's true. I wish we could have seen Melissa pursuing, performing a little bit, like at an open mic night or something. Yeah, because we see him teaching. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not to say that we won't see that later. But I wish, yeah, someone pointed that out. I was like, oh, yeah, that would have been 
Mm-hmm. That would have been fun, but um, yeah, and they've they've sort of taken Schmigadoon truly back with them in their hearts, and that's why they're I think they can sing in the real world. And then we get that shot for shot uh, with the ending and the of the Godspell, right? Which is uh, which is fun. And Cinco and Cinco yep, Paul and makes Cinco. a cameo. <laughs> I spotted him, I mean, right away I could see Cinco. I, I would like, have uh, never noticed that if people hadn't pointed it out. Never yeah. in 100 million years. Uh, I'm not always the most observant person to things like that. Um, no. So, well, I mean, I watch these episodes like a hawk for anything and everything. Well, yeah, you have to cover them and point out Easter eggs and references. <laughs> so yeah, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> that is the, the more... The more uh, easy way to enjoy these episodes just enjoying them as opposed to like oh god i gotta find everything and if i miss anything thousands of people yell at me about it right oh god yeah there's god love them they're just passionate but like it's it was only in the trailer where like the sounds from the opening sequence sort of made like the pop six squish sound Mm -hmm. and like it was a trailer thing it wasn't actually in the show and I didn't yeah. mention it sort of sounded like Cell Block Tango, which I don't think it really did at all, to be honest. But, like, there's one person who comments, like, every couple comments about, like, how no one's pointed it out yet. It's like, I'm going to make a special video just to point it out, just so I don't have to hear about it anymore. <laughs> 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 I mean, God love him. But, uh, yeah, so, random person, if you're listening, sure, you win. <laughs> <laughs> you win the Easter egg ward. You found it. Congratulations. You can have a schmigga cookie. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll send you the rights to my channel. You can take over from me from now on. You do better. Have right? fun. Uh, no, there, Don't get a life anymore. People And people, I mean, you know, people see references that I never would, that I don't think exist, but people can find so much in the show. Oh, and then, this is sort of has nothing to do with anything, but one of my favorite things about schmigadoon is that everyone who loves it always says i feel like it was written for me and i feel the same way but that so many people feel like it was written just for them i mean that's really special that's really cool it really is like i honestly like it's the show i had no idea i needed my entire life yep it's just it's really special because not only does it it exist the I mean the style of comedy is my exact sense of humor, and then we've got the musical theater Easter eggs, but then also just really good songs, just on their own, and all even of your if favorite, they're references. Like Broadway legends and yeah, in this colorful world, this fantasy, it's it's I mean it's everything I could ever want, except for more episodes. Yeah, that is the my my only complaint. Not yep. enough episodes, and not, not putting Kaput reprise in the soundtrack. Yes, <laughs> I will die on that hill. Cosine <laughs> for sure, for sure. I know. God makes me mad. Uh, we have gone super long because I talk forever about Schmigadoon, and I could talk another two and a half hours. But uh, tell us oh, about my goodness, your YouTube channel. Oh man, you can find me at Broadway by Ghostlight on YouTube or on the socials at B-Way Ghostlight. And I've got other Schmigadoon content coming, some non-Schmigadoon content coming. I'm still recovering from Schmigadoon, so I'm a little <laughs> slow in getting stuff out. I feel like I'm still tired from it. You have but, earned uh, it. You clearly <laughs> put a ton of work into that. And then I'm um, like, hey, by the way, do more work. Come talk to me about it. 
Uh, no, I'm so happy to. I mean, please, I could, it's my favorite subject. I, uh, I'm i wearing a Schmigadoon shirt right now. Uh, which which one? one do you think I'm wearing? You have to guess. Uh, I'm going to guess Froilands, Froilands, Froilands. You nailed it. I, yes. That is absolutely, it's my favorite, I think, of all my shirts. Yeah, I love yeah. that one and the corn pudding one. And um, oh, my God, there's one other one that you wore one time that I was like, oh, I love that one. And I don't remember what it I love. I have one that's written by Cinco Paul, it says on it. I love that one, too. Um, is that one? I have the Welcome to Chicago sign one. That one's good, too. Do you have one that says my dinner last night my dinner was a candle? I have I have last night my dinner was a candle, yep. Mm. And then I have a couple which I haven't worn. I don't I don't actually have a copy a copy. I don't have uh, ones yet, but I have like a bells and whistles shirt. There's a flowers don't wear pants should why so why should we shirt with like a <laughs> naked flower on it, like showing its butt. Um I've got some some season one shirts out there. Yeah, I don't know. I just have fun. I just made them so I had some fun to wear on the show. Well, when I, they're on wonderful, my and because I'm super lazy and haven't looked myself, like what are the what are these uh, run a consumer? Oh my goodness! Let me you know. Let me find out. They're not. I mean, they're not. <laughs> I love the that you don't know how much they cost. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're like twenty, twenty five. Oh, Let's that's see. affordable. Yeah. Uh, um, I need to buy at least a corn pudding and probably four lines, four lines, four lines, and my dinner was candle, uh, at least because they're wonderful. Oh, I have the fun sex even oct one with Madame Frau's. Uh, uh, yes, uh, that makes me laugh so much every time. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, it's twenty bucks, and then I'm sure you know with shipping and all that. It's no, oh, yeah, another. <laughs> that doesn't dollars, count. But... It's like tax. You don't count that when you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, no, it's it's. I have fun making those or having. Honey, my you mind if I spend twenty bucks? Not right? Tax and shipping and handling. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Incidentals, incidentals. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Uh, also, where can people find you on the socials if they want to chat musical theater? Yeah, anytime. I'm at Bway Ghostlight on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, I'm always up to talk to fellow schmigga nerds. Hell yeah. Uh, if you want to find me on the socials or the podcast, the podcast you can find, you know, just search Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies, and you'll find it under a couple different usernames, but there's only one of us, uh, so it's pretty easy. And if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter, Letterboxd, at just happy to see you, number two, letter C, letter U. And until next time, if you've made it this far listening to us nerd out about Schmigadoon, uh, <laughs> I'll see you for our next episode. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Yeah.